Live from Sacramento. Live from Sacramento. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. We are live, and we are approaching one hour from the NBA's trade deadline, and it's pure chaos. Are the Kings going to make a move? They've been quiet thus far. We are going to be live, wall-to-wall NBA trade deadline coverage, live and local. We'll be talking to you, of course, in the YouTube chat, youtube.com slash Sports 1140 On the phones, 339-1140, 1-800-920-1140. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. It's insane right now. We are going to be reacting live. We are getting details about deals left and right, including the Warriors just making a big three-team deal. James Wiseman, the former number two pick in the draft, he's gone. He's going to the Atlanta Hawks. Sadiq Bay is going to, excuse me, did I just say he's going to the Hawks? I already messed that up. There you go. James Wiseman's going to the Pistons. Sadiq Bay's going for the Pistons to the Hawks. The Warriors, they get like five second round picks. That is wild. This is insane this right is now. This is insane. No, this is this is one of those trade deadlines that you live for, that you just can't wait for it to happen. Last night, blockbuster trade in the NBA late at night. It's like Christmas Eve. All the people that actually stayed up and waited for Santa, oh yeah, you got your presents. The ones that had to wake up and hear it in the morning, you get, didn't get to enjoy and experience the moment live. It was so fun. It was Better than Christmas Eve. It was it better than Christmas seeing Kevin Durant go to the Phoenix Suns in a mega deal. That's been the big one. Think about the last couple of days. You've had Kyrie go to Dallas. You've had KD land with the Phoenix Suns. And, of course, more trades today. You also had the one yesterday that ended up going through the Lakers, Jazz, T-Wolves. Huge deal with Westbrook going to Utah. The Lakers landing D'Angelo Russell, landing Jared Vanderbilt, landing Malik Beasley, changing things. So the West is wild right now. We have other deals, including the Portland Trailblazers landing a guy that we knew the Kings were interested in. Matisse Thibel in a three-team deal with the Hornets and the Sixers. The Sixers get Jalen McDaniels in the deal. Remember Jay Crowder? Well, he's headed to the Nets in that KD trade. He has been rerouted to Milwaukee in a three-team deal. Thomas Bryant says, I'm leaving the Lakers, headed to the Mile High City in Denver. Jakob Pertle, he used to be with the Raptors. He's on the Spurs. Oh, wait, now he's going to the Raptors for Ken Birch. This is at a fever pitch. This is what we live for. How are we doing on a trade deadline Thursday? This is what I love about Deuce Mason. These moments are his moments. The only time I actually like this man. These are my favorite moments with you. You are so good at recapping. Keep it going. Actually, do we have a whiteboard in this place? Can we shove a whiteboard back here and get some lines going everywhere and let's do this? Can't cuss. Yeah, probably a little late for that. Uh, Now we're wondering what the King's going to do. We're waiting. We're getting bombs left and right. We have another trade that is coming in. The Hawks and the Rockets agreeing to a deal according to Woj. Hawks are trading Justin Holiday, former King, and Frank Kaminsky, another former King, to Houston for Garrison Matthews and Bruno Fernando. What a trade. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chris, I think I emailed you a, a sound, you know that sounder, my breaking news one. Can you put it in that one folder so I have it? It's very important also, that we use that. another trade that someone just mentioned that was pretty significant before this show started Bones Highland. There's been so much talk about him not satisfied with his role. He has been traded from Denver to the Los Angeles Clippers. Are you 
kidding me? And why that is so significant, obviously, is because the reports we were hearing about Russell Westbrook. Could he be that backup point guard with the Clippers, with everything that's been going down there with John Wall? And now you have Bones Highland. What 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 are they trying to do over there? What's Russ gonna where's Russ gonna go? Well, there sounds like Miami's interested. Clippers probably still interested. So we'll figure out how that goes out, I'm sure, in the next couple of days. As far as today, what are the Kings going to do? Clock is ticking. The Kings haven't made a move, but all these teams around them in the West are making moves. Portland's made moves. The Lakers have made moves. Denver's made moves. The Phoenix Suns made a huge move that will shift the Western Conference. So will the Kings end up doing anything? Morgan, here's my thing. Yeah. The Kings are in the number three spot right now, but we know how fragile it is, right? Mm -hmm. Right behind them, four, five, six, just two games back. It could change really fast. These teams got better behind them. I think the Kings need to make a move, and it doesn't have to be a drastic (laughs) one, but it needs to be one that can shore up some things. The last couple of games, 128 to Houston they Mm -hmm. gave up, 120 the game before that. We know the weaknesses. We know they need more size. We need know they need perimeter defense. Can they get something done in the next hour? Well, you would hope that they can. And how many times have, I mean, we, I've especially have talked about this over the last couple of weeks of, yeah, I know you want to keep this team together and it's cute and it's fun and things are going well, but you got to be willing to make those tweaks because you know other teams in the Western Conference are going to make tweaks. Now, I wasn't expecting some future Hall of Famers to just bring their ass over here to the Western Conference and make every team behind the Kings better. No, no, no. I did not have those expectations. But now, not you shouldn't be freaking out today. You should have already had some mm. plans, some trades, some some talks in mind, and I'm sure that they did, but I think when you look at a, a guy like Jared Vanderbilt and you saw him go to the Lakers yesterday, that was a little deflating, right? And then you see Matisse Thibel, another name that was connected to the Sacramento Kings. That was a little bit deflating. You're seeing some of these fringe guys, these names, and that's where you're going, why can't it be us? Vanderbilt, yep. Thibel, yep. Josh Hart. McDaniels, some names that you go, all those guys probably could have helped the Kings a little bit. Absolutely. There's still time for the Kings to make some moves here, but the clock is a ticking. We appreciate everyone joining us live right now on the YouTube feed. YouTube.com slash Shacktown Sports 1140. If you're driving around, you should check out that feed too. I see that we're approaching 700 people watching us live at this hour. That's an all-time high for this show on this channel or station, whatever you want to call it. The biggest thing you could do, though, I see those 600-plus people here, hit the thumbs up. That should be at 500 thumbs up in the next, I don't know, 25 minutes. So hit the thumbs up button. All that does is help the channel grow so people know we are live, live, live from 6A to 6P, and the coverage will not stop today when we look at the NBA trade deadline. It is insane. Morgan, are you okay? What are you doing? Nothing. I've had, or I'm having six uh, shots of espresso in my cafe. So are you, though, Deuce. And something that f- uh, funny that happened earlier today, we got coffee, and my hot, hot, hot scolding coffee spilled on my hands. It opened up, spilled on my hands, burning my hand. First thing that Deuce says is, hey, NBA trade deadline, it's hot. And then the second thing he proceeds to say is, that's why I don't get hot coffee. Not, hey, is your hand okay? Do you have a third-degree burn? Do you need help? 
That is what kind of deuce you get on the NBA trade deadline day. And I don't even care because I appreciate your energy. Yeah, I, I don't know what the issue is. So no, I, I need I to go know. to the hospital still, but I'll be okay, everyone. I mean, sorry. I, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, shake it off. <laughs> Put some water on it. That's why I'm drinking my nice ice espresso today. All right, Morgan Reagan, we know Kevin Durant's going to the Phoenix Suns. We talked about some of the trades that have happened this morning. Still waiting to see if the Kings can get anything done. Uh, The Durant news came late last night. It was shocking, to say the least. Not shocking that Durant would want to leave. It just didn't feel like, oh, the Suns were going to come in with a new owner and just make a huge move right away. We heard the talk that maybe they'd be motivated to do so. But to get this deal done, they give up Bridges, who I like a lot, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and first-round picks in 23, 25, 27, 29, and a pick swap in 28. Insane. But I look at this team with the Phoenix Suns. They didn't have to give up Aiton. They have to give up, of course, Booker. They want to do that. Chris no. Paul. They kept kind of their main core together. Losing Bridges is not easy. But adding Durant and TJ Warren, what a move for the Phoenix Suns. It, it was huge for the Phoenix Suns. And I know if you went down their depth chart and you look at guys like Damian Lee and um, you know other just kind of random pieces along their squad, they still have a, swal- a solid squad. And they have a great coach in Monty Williams, a coach in Monty Williams who also has a relationship with Kevin Durant. There's just so much good that can come from this deal for the Phoenix Suns. I know they lost who they lost. And I think when you look at someone like uh, Cam Johnson, who only played 17 games this season due to, obviously, his health, um, he's a young, good player that will show some will play some good basketball with the Brooklyn Nets, right? Like, he has a bright future. But the Phoenix Suns last night said, oh, no, 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 no. We're not dead. This We're on life support right now? Oh, yeah. Injected into our veins. We're ready. We're here to contend in the Western Conference with these moves that they made. Oh, I said it. And they're not sta- other teams aren't standing pat. You wonder if Memphis or New Orleans could pull something off at the yep. trade deadline. People keep an eye right here in Sacramento. Are the Kings going to do anything? And I get where the Kings are at. There's some people that are like, hey, they don't need to make a move, man. Just enjoy it. They're better than you thought. Mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about the Kings need to make some drastic move to try to compete with the Suns and those teams. There's a gap, right? The Kings may be the number three seed, but there, to me, is a clear gap between the Kings the Suns, the Nuggets, the Pelicans went healthy, the Grizzlies. But the Kings could do something to solidify their spot in the top six. And that's my concern right now is you look at where the Kings are at as we approach this post-trade deadline schedule. They play the Mavericks and the Suns six times. Six times between Friday and the end of the season. Not saying they're going to lose those games. I'm not even suggesting that Dallas is going to be better than Sacramento, but I think it's clear to me the Kings could do something here to improve their team. And I'm curious if they can get something done in the next 15 and minutes. Just to throw something at you throw with at those me. six times, Will Z Stat tweeted out to us or shared it with us last night. He said those six games are the most out of any team in the league. No other team has five. Lakers, Thunder, Spurs have four. Tough break for the Sacramento Kings. Absolutely. When you look at how these two teams have truly elevated themselves in what they are in the Western Conference. But you go down the Western Conference and you think about 
the Golden State Warriors make a move today. And Deuce raises his hand as he gets ready. Oh, no. A breaking news sounder at this hour. The Houston Rockets finalizing a deal to send Eric Gordon to the Clippers. So the arms race in the Western Conference continues. We knew the Clippers got Bones Highland from Denver. They just added the veteran Eric Gordon. He used to play there. He is now going to the Clippers in a deal. The Clippers aren't playing around. The Clippers just two games behind the Kings for the number three spot in the Western Conference. These teams are being aggressive Shams Sharania reporting right now that Rockets are finalizing deal to send Eric Gordon to the L.A. Clippers. Wow. So we'll see what they end up giving up. But uh, Eric Gordon can play. It's a veteran guy. We know. We just saw him the last couple of games. He still has it. And good for him to get out of Houston, by the way. Thank goodness. You know, obviously last night the Kings had played um, Eric Gordon, Houston Rockets, and he had that foul late on De'Aaron Fox with only seconds left to put him at the free throw line to end up getting the game-winning free throws. Eric Gordon, though, is a guy that can add that veteran presence, that can manage, control the floor, yes, and, and as they Oscar need sa- that. As Oscar says, Eric Gordon's got that junk in the trunk. Oh. He's got that girth. Uh, we need to take a, our first break yeah. uh, on the radio side. We're going to be back in 60 seconds. We're always live on YouTube.com slash Sports 1140 and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Oh my goodness, the trade deadline is in 46 minutes. It's insane. 45 minutes in like 10 seconds, actually. We are live. Deuce Mason, Morgan, Reagan, the YouTube chat's popping at youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. More trades happening at this hour. Sham Sharania reporting that Eric Gordon is being traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. Still details pouring in at this hour. It's a three-team deal. Sounds like it's going to be John Wall going back to the Houston Rockets. I imagine he'll be bought out after that. And in addition to that, Luke Kennard is leaving the Clippers, and he is headed to the Memphis Grizzlies. I hate that one. I hate that one. Well, what do the Memphis Grizzlies have to give up for Luke Kennard? We're waiting for that. But um, either way... They add a shooter, from, um, a sharp shooter from the outside. Probably like eight second-round picks. Yeah. second I, And yeah. the Kings have a lot of second-round picks. Let's get on this action. Uh, as we wait for more details to pour in, let's go to our very own insider. Uh, he is the brother of Adrian Wojnarowski. His oh, yeah. name is Adam Wojnarowski. He's got... Oh. He's got details all the time. Oh. And I'm very excited to see what he has this morning. Is that Adam? Deuce and Mo, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, we got yeah, you. Yeah. Is everything okay? It is a very, been a very busy 96 hours. Most of us here have not slept a wink. It's a very busy trade deadline, and they keep pouring in. We've got 46 minutes until the deadline is done, and I'm being told we haven't even scratched the surface of the amount of trades that we could see. What are you hearing at this hour, Adam? I just called into the King's front office. Okay. Uh, when I, uh, uh, when someone answered the phone, they screamed, a fax machine exploded in the background, and Monty McNair is attempting to declare martial law uh, around the Golden One Center. The, the King's front office is desperately trying to make a move here. Okay, okay, oh, that is great. Adam Wojnarowski. Uh, Adam, you f- I feel like you're a little stressed out this morning. Oh, no, I live for this. Like I said, I haven't slept in 96 hours. I've eaten a lot of gushers, and I'm ready to go. You're eating gushers? 
Oh yes, I've I've had at least uh, six or seven uh, Costco sized packs of Gushers. Adam, one of your tweets that you had last night, which I just thought was obviously very informative when talking about the Western Conference and uh, the Kevin Durant trade, it was about... Thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. You said, with the acquisition of Kevin Durant, the Suns will have a viable option to keep up with Trey Lyles in a potential playoff matchup with the Kings. So you think that Trey Lyles and the Kings could be serious contenders in the West, um, especially with Kevin Durant and Kyrie both coming into the Western Conference? Absolutely, Morgan. I've talked to a lot of league execs around the league, uh, and their sources are telling me that Trey Lyles instills a kind of fear that is not normally felt around the NBA. The Suns felt like they had to make a move to keep up with the Kings, keep up with the rest of the Western Conference. Kevin Durant moves. Uh, In addition to that, about 80% of the NBA has moved currently to different teams. Uh, So we'll keep it tracked right now. I would like to touch base on a a, a rumor I'm hearing right now out of Sacramento. Oh, hold on. Let me play the sounder. Adam Wojnarowski, Adrian's brother, what do you have about Sacramento at this hour? I have an Adam bomb coming out of Sacramento. Um, in an attempt to make a move to keep up with the rest of these uh, Western Conference additions, the Lakers, the Suns, everyone attempting to get better, Luke Kennard to the Grizzlies now, could the Kings possibly throw the beam into the mix no. to try to get an asset? Adam? I- Adam? You're, you're, are you, are you're you, messing. Are you suggesting they could be trading the beam? We threw this into the trade machine. The beam, two first, Barnes, Murphy, Davion, the tower bridge in two seconds for OG Ananobi. Are you? Who c- says no? I, I say no. I'm not the tower bridge. How are we going to get to West Sacramento? Well, that's something that will be, have to be addressed possibly with another move after that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Adam, we are going to check in with you uh, over the next hour to see if you have any more information, and we'll continue to talk about what is happening at the deadline, Adam. Absolutely. See ya. There's Adam Wojnarowski. Great info. We got more breaking news at this hour. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. It is pouring in. The Clippers, excuse me, the Lakers. The Lakers are trading Patrick Beverly to the Orlando Magic for Mo Bamba. So the Lakers already moved on from Thomas Bryant. They sent Thomas Bryant to the Denver Nuggets. Hey, we need a backup center. Well, who do we need? We need some toughness. We need a guy that maybe has a little more to give than he's been showing in Orlando. They get Mo Bamba. That is someone the Kings have been tied to. So the Lakers trade Patrick Beverly to the Orlando Magic for Mo Bamba. Okay, there you go. You get rid of Patrick Beverly. You saw LeBron and his body language whenever... Beverly tried to give him a high five. I feel like that's pretty much Patrick Beverly everywhere you go. He might have found his soul, his spirit in Minnesota, but then was traded. So what is he going to do in Orlando? We don't even know at this point, but either way. Uh, the- he, he's preparing for his next uh, gig on the Shanghai Sharks. Thank you very much. He'll be out of the league soon. Okay, but you should still be nice. Uh, let's continue to talk about some of these trades because we are mentioning this three-team deal with the Clippers and the Grizzlies and the Rockets. Always interesting to see two teams competing with each other, mm-hmm. making deals, right? Uh, the Clippers are acquiring Eric Gordon. The Grizzlies are sending Danny Green to Houston. 
in a deal. I okay. imagine that could be a buyout opportunity. Maybe that's someone the Kings look at in the buyout market. I would be looking at Danny Green if healthy because of his veteran influence and he's got the experience. I don't sure. know how healthy he is. The Clippers are sending Kennard to the Grizzlies who are sending three second-round picks there you go. to the Clippers in the deal. The second-round picks again! Well, the, the Kings have a lot of them, and we're not seeing any movement from Sacramento. We are, Ooh. what, less than 40 minutes away yep. from the NBA trade deadline. Teams are making moves left and right. Will OG Ananobi be traded at the deadline? Could something big be happening with OG Ananobi? He's a name that some people are saying Western Conference teams are in on right now. Could Zach Levine be on the move? There are names left and right. This morning we've seen chaos. Matisse Thibel, he leaves the Sixers. He's going to Portland. This is right after Portland traded Josh Hart to the Knicks. What is happening? Kevin Durant is with the Phoenix Suns. Dude. And almost 900 people watching us live right now. Let's go, baby. You know we love NBA trade deadline. I know you love NBA trade deadline. Deuce, keep this up. What else do we have? Please tell me more is going down. We're still waiting details on uh, more deals that are happening. We mentioned Woj is confirming the Magic Lakers deal with Mo Bamba going to the Lakers. Beverly going to the Orlando Magic, along with a second-round pick. So teams being smart, using second-round picks to get some of these deals done. So this is something to watch. Will the Kings do anything? We have 909 people watching us live on YouTube.com, slash Sacktown Sports 1140, and thousands and thousands listening all over the world. If you're in the chat, make sure to hit the thumbs-up button. Let's get that to 500 thumbs-up in the next 10 minutes. Make sure to subscribe to this channel, too, because you get content like this all the time. All day long. Um, Deuce, how are you feeling right now as you take a little second about the Sacramento Kings and what they have not done at this trade deadline? And this is to, we're speaking yeah. from right now, today, Look, because two days ago is probably different than how you feel right now. Yes. You know, I was not like, oh, the Kings, they don't necessarily have to make a move. But with all the movement that we're seeing right now, it has to adjust your thinking. And I'm not saying you need to do something that's going to mortgage your future. But the Sacramento Kings need to make sure they are a playoff team now. Mm -hmm. They have come this far into the season. They just surpassed last year's win total with the win last night in Houston. 31 wins on the season. They're only two games up at the number three spot. This is a fragile situation. Teams behind them are making moves. Dallas, we just talked about them the other day getting Kyrie Irving. How's that all going to fit? We'll find out. But then the Clippers have been super aggressive, right? Bones Highland, Eric Gordon. These are significant moves. Could they be a player on the buyout market? The Memphis Grizzlies, they just made a move too, adding Luke Kennard. The Lakers making moves. The Blazers, they made some moves. I'm not sure they're better. They're changing some things up. The reality is the Kings do have weaknesses that we've all seen all year long. It's about how can they make some tweaks, even if they're subtle, to ensure their spot in the NBA's Western Conference playoffs for the first time in six years. And I think when you look at those tweaks and you seriously look at a postseason and you look at trying to get that spot in the postseason, you look at those tweaks really being on the defensive side. It's not just about finding a guy that can play defense. He's got to be able to 
be out there on the floor, not be a liability on the offensive end and not be able to score for you at all, especially at this level. Um, you see what Mike Brown has been wanting to do, and uh-oh. We have another trade, and this is, uh, again, we're talking about teams in the West making moves. Everyone in the West making moves at this hour. Josh Richardson, a guy that I thought would be a good target for the Kings, he is being traded to the Pelicans. This is significant. Another one. Another player who is going to help a, a the team that's in the West. This is going to be interesting to see how the Kings pivot here. And I'm waiting for more details to come in on this. But Sham Sharania from The Athletic reporting that the Spurs are trading Josh Richardson to the Pelicans. We have to take a break on the radio side. Aww. We're going to keep this moving on at YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. It's our NBA trade deadline extravaganza watch party that's epic and awesome. Let's do some more with Sacktown <laughs> Sports. I am so nervous right now. We are less than 30 minutes away. In fact, we are 29 minutes away from the NBA's trade deadline. Deals are coming in at a fever pitch. Can the Kings make one? We haven't heard them make one, but teams around them, they're making deals. The Suns get Kevin Durant yesterday. That was a huge deal. That shifts things in the Western Conference. Portland traded for Matisse Thibel in a three-team deal with the Hornets and the Sixers today. Jalen McDaniels goes from the Hornets to the Sixers. That's a good pickup for the Philadelphia 76ers. Jay Crowder gets moved. He was traded in the KD uh, deal. He goes to Brooklyn. Doesn't even really stop there long because he's headed to the Milwaukee Bucks. In the Western Conference, Thomas Bryant was not satisfied with his role with the Lakers. After AD came back, he wanted more minutes. Well, they said, fine, you want to trade? We're sending you to back up Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. We'll see how many minutes you get, but he goes to the Denver Nuggets. The Lakers, Jazz, and T-Wolves made that huge deal in the West, too. We forgot about even mentioning that because of all the deals that happened today. Jared Vanderbilt, that's a big deal. I wanted him big for the deal. Kings. Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, they're going to L.A. trying to get the Lakers into making a playoff push. Mike Conley bringing a veteran presence to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Utah gone out. We don't care. We're trying to get 800 picks. Let's tank, tank, tank. Let's figure out what we want to do. Who knows what Danny Ainge wants to do. Um, What else is happening? Well, just in the half hour we've been on, Bones Highland's been traded from Denver. He is going to the L.A. Clippers, who also made a three-team deal today. Memphis makes a deal. They trade Danny Green. He was there. He came back. They trade him to Houston. Eric Gordon finally says, let me be free. He goes from Houston to L.A. And Luke Kennard, the sharpshooter, is with the Memphis Grizzlies. This is the NBA's trade deadline. We haven't mentioned that the Golden State Warriors... Remember they drafted James Wiseman number two? They could have drafted Tyrese Halliburton. Mm. They could have drafted LaMelo Ball. But you know what they did? What? They traded James Wiseman today. They want to save some money. A three-team deal with the Hawks. Sadiq Bay goes from the Pistons to the Hawks. Warriors get like five second-round picks, and Kevin Knox is back. doesn't even sound like they're going to keep Kevin Knox. This is just where we're at right now at 11.33 p.m. Pacific time. Let's all take a second and drink it in. Thank you. Well done, Deuce Mason. Well done. Loving the NBA trade deadline recap. And my goodness, I cannot wait to just break down some of these moves because truly it's not about breaking down these moves for these other teams. But now you're seeing so many teams get 
second round picks, right? They're getting all these second round picks in a lot of these deals. We just talked about the Warriors sending James Wiseman, getting some of those second round picks. Those second round picks are showing to be a lot of value when it comes to the NBA trade deadline. Look around the league today. How many times were guys, teams, getting guys for second rounders? The Kings have a lot of second rounders. They have not made any moves with these second rounders. Oh. And they have expiring deals too, right? Yes. So the Kings have a second round pick this year. They've got three in 2024. They've okay. got one in 2025. And of course, future ones down the stretch. They've got plenty of second rounders to move. And apparently that's like a hot thing to move, right? So that's what I'm saying. He, what moves are going to be made, right? So many people asking about Rashawn Holmes. Could he be moved? That's going to be a challenging deal to make, but Alex Lenz, an expiring deal. Terrence Davis, Matthew Delvadova, Casey Akpala, Shemeze Metu. They have some expiring deals. Can they turn it into anything? There was a report from New York. Ian Begley, who covers the New York Knicks, yeah. mentioned that the Kings have shown interest in Derrick Rose. I don't know how that fits in. No, thanks. When you got Davion Mitchell, Derrick Rose, former MVP. He's shown he could still play a little bit, but hasn't played much this year. He's been out of the Knicks rotation. Mm -hmm. How does that work? Does it really address the Kings need? What moves can the Kings make in the next stretch? I am fascinated. Even as simple as Josh Richardson getting traded and not being associated with the Sacramento Kings in any more of these I forgot about Josh Richardson, my trade recap. Yes, you did. He's headed to the Pelicans. And thinking about what he can do with, defensively right with a 610 wingspan just a guy that has those defensive instincts that can be athletic can play out at 29 years old you know he's been around for a little bit now and he's a tough guy it's those are the pieces that the tweaks that you want the Sacramento Kings to make in in years past Deuce I've been like oh man the Kings don't have good to trade for good they don't have these pieces to trade for other pieces not only do they have good pieces good enough pieces let's say to make trades they have second round picks and we're seeing right now in the NBA everybody wants a second round pick you get a second round pick you get a second round pick you get a second round pick we have the most views that have ever been on a live feed on this channel appreciate everyone in the chat let's keep the chat rolling let's get it going with uh, a ton of more thumbs up. We have finally reached 500 thumbs up for the first time in history. Oh. I got 500. Yes. My team make a trade. I got 500 on it. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Uh, we await more trades. Let's squeeze in someone on the phone. Let's check in with Dave. Hi, Dave. Dave. Hey, what's up? Dave, how's it going? Hey, what's up? It's the NBA's trade deadline. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling energized. I'm wondering if the Kings are going to make a move. How are you feeling, Dave? I'm feeling damn good, man. You know what? I'm going to say, and and I know you guys just touched on it about 30 seconds ago. I really think uh, Derrick Rose would be a nice fit. I don't think they have to do a whole lot, but we've all seen it. When when Pierre is not in the lineup, this team collapses. And I think Derrick Rose would be a good fit going into the playoffs for that experience. Yeah, I just, I mean, look, I'm not yeah. doubting that Derrick Rose could help a team. I just, of all the needs for the Sacramento Kings, I just don't view that as a, the biggest, you know? I'm very familiar with what Derrick Rose can do. Um, it's just, I, I look at, wow. they need help with a perimeter defense. They need help with a big. Does that address 
a legit need. That's why I'm not really excited when I hear that Derrick Rose name. Now, that's just a rumored thing that the Kings may have shown interest. Who knows if it's true or not? It's rumor time. We're just drinking it all in at this point. Well, I, I, I know I've been seeing a, a lot of chatter that New York wants to move him. Yeah. I, I just think when when De'Aaron, uh, Davion's not capable, I don't think Davion is capable to run this team, especially come playoff time, you're going to need another uh, experienced point guard. Yeah, Dave, I appreciate you checking in, man. Yeah, I I would say this, Morgan. Davion looked pretty good last night. Well, and not only that, not only do I want to talk about that, because Davion did look pretty good last night, but he talks about how, hey, you know, when he does go in, it doesn't look like he can do it. He's not getting enough minutes in experience. And I know, you got to... Make sure you're capitalizing on the minutes that you are given. You got to be efficient in that time that you are given. But you are also giving a huge task being the backup point guard on this Sacramento Kings squad with this brand new motion offense this season, right? And if it doesn't work with the style of play that you're used to, you got a lot more to learn quick. And Davion Mitchell has had to try and do that. And when you look at Derrick Rose and what he's done this season, only playing 26 games last season, had a much better season with the Knicks. But this season, only 26 games in averaging five point eight points per game right so he has that injury history um he's 34 years old i just don't feel like at all that that's the right thing to move to do what you're gonna throw a whole bunch of second rounders out there no Derek rose is still gonna cost more i love this in a chat d in the chest says that's the guy you picked for a call what how about you call then why don't you call with a great take huh why don't you call buddy Anyway, I uh, appreciate everyone being in the chat. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button. We'll be back on the radio side, always live on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Deuce and Mo, the NBA's trade deadline coming up in 21 minutes. Sports. For the radio people, there's been another trade as we are officially 15 minutes away from the NBA's trade deadline. All these teams in the Western Conference are making moves left and right. Teams in front of the Kings, teams behind the Kings. They're all trying to position themselves to make a huge push in the Western Conference and a player that the Kings were interested in. Mason Plumley. He has been traded from the Hornets to the L.A. Clippers. The Clippers aren't playing around today. The Clippers today at the deadline have landed Plumley, Eric Gordon, and Bones Highland in three separate deals today. Oof. They are just two games behind the Kings in the number three spot. Literally, all these teams around the Kings are making deals today. The Kings have made one deal, and that was the other day when they traded for Kessler Edwards. We're 15 minutes and almost 14 minutes away from seeing what transpires if the Kings make another move. No Kessler Edwards slander. One. Two, you're absolutely right. It's not fun to watch the Western Conference get better and better right in front of our eyes as the Kings will remain the same. And not only will they remain the same, they have shown that they could be a good team in this league, in this Western Conference. Wanting them to be a top team in the West so they get a playoff spot and not a play-in spot. Now... When you have this many teams under them getting better, when the third spot from the 10th spot is how many games apart, 
it is a little worrisome, especially after a game last night against the Houston Rockets. Things were close, came down to the last few seconds and a few De'Aaron Fox free throws. Those moments you go, wow, there's some tweaks that need to be made. Tweaks are not being made, but tweaks are being made for all the other teams in the Western Conference. Chris Haynes reporting with 13 minutes to go in the deadline that the Hawks plan to keep John Collins past the trade deadline. So Another year? Another year of wow. John Collins staying in the ATL. Uh, before we continue, before more uh, is happening, hopefully, can we do one more check-in with uh, Adam Wojnarowski? Yeah. Is Adam yeah. there? Let's just make sure Adam is there. I don't even know if he, you know, sometimes he takes his naps, sometimes he's hanging out with his mom. Hey, Adam? Oh. I'm awake. Uh, There was a lot of speculation that the the Magic might take Jabari Smith with the first pick, but I can confirm right now, Bencaro is going one. No, no, that that, that, that was like almost a year ago now. I apologize. Those are the wrong notes I have in front of me. Um, (laughs) I do have some Kyrie news. I do have some Kyrie Irving news. What do you have? I am told from a league executive with knowledge in the front office that someone in Kyrie's camp told this person and this source that Kyrie Irving is unsettled in Dallas. Apparently, after the game last night, he discovered that a deep state cabal might have an unlimited energy source underneath the stadium court. Um, Kyrie is examining the situation, and I'm told the Northeast is home. We'll see if he might bounce back to a team in the Northeast. Uh, okay, okay, so there. Okay, so Kyrie is looking at. He's doing his own research on this to, to find out more at this hour. Yes, I'm also told by a league exec that the Western Conference has improved dramatically under the Kings, Houston Morgan. <laughs> I, uh, this league executive uh, compared it to a crunchy taco being upgraded to a cheesy gordita crunch at Taco Bell. Um, currently, the league exec told me that the Kings are a crunchy taco supreme, which is nothing to balk at that has sour cream and tomatoes, but that the Kings will remain a crunchy taco supreme unless they can add some onions or possibly upgrade to a chalupa. This is inside you won't get anywhere else. You are so much better than your brother, Adrian. Uh, have you well, have you talked to Adrian lately? I haven't talked to Adrian Wojnarowski in two and a half years. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's spouting out a lot of nonsense on Twitter right now. Oh. Uh, but don't worry, I am quote tweeting every single thing he says and reconfirming it. Okay. So okay. really quick, too, how do you feel about Shams getting to so much news even before your brother Adrian? We all walk in the shadow that is Shams Jarania. He is a living legend. The man is at the top of his craft. Uh, I'd say I'm number two, and I'm fine with being in the number two spot. Wow. Shots fired at Adrian. Adam, we can't thank you enough for all your insights on NBA Trade Deadline Day. Thank you so much for joining us, and hopefully we'll catch up with you soon. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Deuce and Morgan. Adam Wojnarowski. Amazing. Gorgeous brother with atom bombs. I mean, it's some great insights there. You just don't really get anywhere else. The Taco Bell thing was interesting. I loved it. It was very relatable for anyone that truly understands a cheesy gordita crunch and a supreme taco. All right, Morgan. Yeah. In three, in two, and one, we are officially 10 minutes away from the NBA's trade deadline. All right, let's be honest for a okay. second. And okay. we're going to do our full recap after. Okay. <clears throat> Do you think a deal is going to be done no. by the Sacramento Kings? No. Wow. Nope. I think when, as soon as you saw Chris Haynes tweet about John <clears throat> Collins too, it just it means like, okay, they're done over there. 
making those moves. Um, I think Toronto will hear something about Toronto. I don't know if it will be connected with the Sacramento Kings at this point. Could the Kings get in on Gary Trent Jr.? That's a name. Like, if the Raptors don't make any more moves, it's interesting. Maybe they're like, hey, we got Pirtle. We're just going to try to see what we can do in the East. The East has lost some talent now. Let's see. Yeah, um, I don't know if they... I mean, what? Just throw a whole bunch of second know. round picks? It, like, like where are we at with this too? That's that's what's wild about this trade deadline. I feel like in years past, it's wow. The Blazers are making a move. Gary Payton, the second yeah. GP two, <laughs> is headed back to the Warriors for five second round picks. Is this trade deadline just a second-round pick thing? So think about what the Warriors have done today. Insane. James Wiseman, he's been traded in a three-team deal. He goes to the Pistons, right? That's pretty crazy. They move on from the number two pick. Sadiq Bey goes to the Hawks. And? The Hawks gave the Warriors five second-round picks. Warriors went, we don't want these. Here you go, Portland. Give us GP2 back. The Warriors land GP2 at the trade deadline. And they're routing... I love this. Uh, Woj says the Warriors are routing Kevin Knox to the Blazers via multi-team deal with the Pistons. So this is insane right now. The Warriors making some moves today, moving on from Wiseman and bringing back GP2. What? A guy that was a key guy for them last year. And he's going to be massive for them. Gonna be a key guy for them defensively too, Deuce. Like you think about him trying to find his groove again, trying to get healthy again. Sure, in Portland, that's where he's going. He's been trying to find um, his health, and now coming back to the Warriors, a place that he knows oh so well. They need well, his spirit right there, and they did not want to pay him right. That's nope. why they let him walk initially because it was going to be so costly to get him. But I imagine what's happening is Steph Curry, that group of the Warriors is going, look, here's our window. We need to go for it. Wiseman's not going to help help us now. Yeah, he's not never going to live up to being the number two pick. We messed up on that. We have to move on. And now GP2 is back with them. Does that really change things for the Golden State Warriors? Steph's going to be out until at least after the trade, excuse me, after the All-Star break. So, we are eight minutes, now seven minutes away from the NBA's trade deadline. Nothing new besides what we just learned about Gary Payton II. Have second-round picks ever been more valuable in this league? Apparently not. And maybe that's why the Kings are keeping theirs, you know, just for a rainy day. Uh, oh, I like that. Hey, they still got the buyout market. I don't know why I'm already talking about that when there's still six minutes left before NBA trade deadline's over, um, before the trade deadline is here. <sighs> but... Yeah, at this point, you're just seeing all the action going around and you're wondering how much these teams were talking to each other days and days before. It's like the Kevin Durant trade, for example. We haven't even, we're going to talk about that more once the trade deadline hits and it's 12 o'clock. But you look at that situation, it's not like they just talked about it overnight and say, yeah, let's just, hey, let's trade a future Hall of Famer Kevin Durant for this, this, and this. No, 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 no. It took a while to get there. Looking at what has transpired as we are approaching six minutes away from the trade deadline, just in the Western Conference standings, Denver, they have made moves today, right? They just landed Thomas Bryant. Uh, The Grizzlies made a move today. They landed Luke Kennard. The Kings have not done anything besides land Kessler Edwards a couple of days ago. Dallas in the fourth spot lands Kyrie Irving. Then the fifth spot, the Suns, they land Kevin Durant. 
and T.J. Warren. The Clippers, one of the more active teams today at the number six spot in the Western Conference. They're making a push. Plumlee goes to the Clippers along with the veteran Eric Gordon, and they weren't done. They got the youngster, Bones Highland from Denver. They're in the number six. The Pelicans, they made a trade today. They land a player. They trade uh, Devontae Graham. Who did they get? Are you forgetting? I forgot who the Pelicans got already. Who did the Pelicans get? I know who the Memphis Grizzlies got. I know who the Orlando Magic got. I know who a lot of the... The The Pelicans uh, are landed Josh Richardson from the Spurs. That's the one we forgot about. So the Pelicans made a move. Minnesota made a move yesterday by landing Mike Conley. Golden State, we just chronicled it. GP2 back with Golden State. They reach a deal with the Blazers to reunite with Gary Payton II. The Blazers have made a couple of moves, right? They move on from GP2 and Josh Hart. They landed Matisse Thibel at the trade deadline. Uh, the Utah Jazz, they made deals. This is insane. We've got a break. Trade deadline is coming up in mere moments. We're always live on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports. It's Deuce and Mo. Watch the show now on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. I have to be honest. on the Sacktown Sports app. I have to be honest. This music is too cheery. I oh. feel like I need the Undertaker theme or something dark because I don't feel good. The Chris NBA's got you. trade deadline is officially over. And at this very moment, it's crickets. It's crickets. There's nothing new being reported at this hour, and if it's not being reported, I would assume it's done. And the trade deadline comes to an end with the Sacramento Kings not making any more trades. They made one the other day, Kessler Edwards. But besides that, no other deals by the Sacramento Kings while teams around them in the Western Conference. Teams around them in the Western Conference Mm -hmm. made deals left and right to position themselves to make a big push. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. I am not feeling good at this hour. Hey, we got to go over our trade deadline winners and losers. All right, Morgan, we got to get serious about this. Okay. Thank you, Chris. (sighs) Today we saw, let's just go over the last not even 24 hours. Okay. The Denver Nuggets made deals today. They got Thomas Bryant. Yeah. The Grizzlies made a deal today. They got Luke Kennard. The Dallas Mavericks got Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. The Suns landed Kevin Durant. He is back in the West. The Clippers land Mason Plumley, Eric Gordon. Bones Highland. The Pelicans land Josh Richardson from the Spurs. Minnesota gets Mike Conley. The Warriors make a trade today. They get rid of Wiseman. Pieces went all over the place. They land Gary Payton. The second GP2 is back. Portland lands Matisse Thibel after giving up Josh Hart, giving up other pieces, including in this deal. The Utah Jazz made some moves to move down. The Lakers made that huge three-team deal yesterday where they landed Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, and they landed D'Angelo Russell. I just rattled off 10 teams mm-hmm. 
and did not mention the Sacramento Kings. The Kings are in the number three spot, and it's great. The Kings are in the number three spot, but they have a two-game lead on the Mavs, the Suns, and the Clippers, okay? They could be in six by the end of the weekend. The Pelicans are just three games back. The T-Wolves in the eighth spot are just three games back. The Kings are only five games from being completely out of it. And today, all these teams around them got better. They did nothing else. I'm disappointed because I think, although I didn't need them to take a big swing, I wanted them to do something. You saw some of the names out there from Matisse Thibel to Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. McDaniels goes to the Sixers. And you're thinking the Kings should be able to get into something of this. And I think, to be honest, it's disappointing not only for the fans. I think if I'm in the locker room, I'm a little disappointed today. Because we have a chance. We are winning. And you want to reward what the Kings have been able to do this year as a team by shoring up some of the issues. They had expiring deals. They had a ton of second-round picks that (laughs) proved to be valuable. And the Kings do not do a thing. Yeah, I I look at this trade deadline and... As an NBA fan, holy moly, it was exciting, right? Trades left and right. As soon as last night happened on trade deadline eve, Kevin Durant was traded to the Phoenix Suns. It My first angle was the Western Conference, the Western Conference. Oh, God, the Western Conference. The Lakers, they were making tweaks, making their team better in the Western Conference. Then... You see today, like you just said, all those teams under the Kings in the Western Conference making tweaks to make their team better, and the Sacramento Kings did not do that. It's frustrating to see um, so many people, if you asked four days ago, would be like, don't, don't fix it if it's not broken. Don't make a move and ruin what's going well for the Kings. You should always be trying to make the tweaks to better your squad, even if it means to be bettering your squad for the next year. I want the chat. If you guys have thoughts on the NBA's trade deadline, what the Kings did not do, how do you feel about the Kings not making a move? You can do it in the chat. You can also give us a call at 1-800-920-1140-916-339-1140. We have Sean Cunningham from Fox 40 going to be joining us at 1230 to get his perspective on what went down at the trade deadline. Now, it's not all doom and gloom either for the Kings. I think I'm just looking at from a competitive standpoint, I'm like, God, all these teams around you look like they got better. And the Kings are going to have to be battling to hold a top six spot. And I just I just want to avoid the play-in at yeah. all costs. The play-in's scary, especially yep. if the Lakers make a move. You know, Do you want to see the Pelicans in a play-in game? I don't want to see them. You know, do you want to see the Warriors in a play-in game? I don't want to see that in a play-in game. I want the Kings to have a first-round series, and it's going to be a battle from here on out. And, hell, maybe they could do it. They've been healthy. They have shown the ability to be one of the best offensive teams in the league. But you could tell, especially over the stretch, some tweaks could have been made to improve the team. Absolutely. I mean, we look at this team defensively, and you're allowing the Houston Rockets to score how many points on you the last two games? Um, they just played them last night, barely came out with a win, but they did grind it out and get the W. That's what you want to see your team do. There's so much parity in the league. We understand that on so many levels. But you have a big enough sample size this season to see what your team's identity is. Yes, this King squad, you can never question their effort. You can never question night in and night out that they go out there and they try to battle it out. But sometimes 
their effort isn't enough on the defensive end. They have to have more guys that have an elite skill set on the defensive end. They don't have enough of that. And that's something that we were hoping to see them improve and tweak. And I think some people, too, on the chat, when they look at the situation with, like, the Phoenix Suns, they're like, well, the Suns traded away their future. But it's not about the future for them. It's about the right now for them. It's about being a contender in the Western Conference right now. So what does that do for a King squad that right now is playing their best basketball that they've played in 16 years? It just starts... Going down the line for them. It's just going to be challenging. Now, the Kings could still do something on the buyout market. Um, Right now, Kessler Edwards has the final roster spot for the Kings, but they could buy out his contract for the money that they received from the Brooklyn Nets at the trade deadline. It wouldn't be a big deal if there's someone that ends up on the buyout market that piques their interest. I don't know who that player could be. There's always guys who get bought out, and I think Sacramento has put themselves in a position that they could be able to attract a buyout guy that could help them now. So we'll see what it looks like in the coming days. I just, I guess I'm just, I'm surprised by this. I'm just a little surprised that there wasn't any deal that could have been made to help just improve this team. And I'm not talking about big swings. I, Morgan, I had people who was like, go get OG, go get Siakam, go get KD. I'm like, I don't need any of that because I don't, I didn't want the Monty McNair to mortgage any of the future. Right. Big picture. Let Keegan develop. Let this team kind of Hell grow yeah. together. But I think there are tweaks that you could have made with the depth to improve today without mortgaging what what lies ahead. You talk about the buyout market. And yeah, there's maybe there's guys that they can find there. But there were guys at this trade deadline that other teams made the move for that the Kings could have made a move for, could have sent millions of second-round picks their way to get these guys. We talk about Jared Vanderbilt. We talk about Matisse Thibault. Now, this is always, too, you have to have this perspective. If the Kings made a move and only got Matisse Thibault today, I know you and I, we'd be like, okay, I like like the tweak. But for what it would be and everything, whatever. We're not even going to get into that situation because it's obviously not going to happen. But I feel like there's so many people, too, that would still be like, that's not enough. That's not enough. So it is perspective as well when you look at what these other teams do and what the Kings could do uh, in the buyout market. We have a ton of people chatting it up. I appreciate you guys chatting. If you guys disagree, right? Like, I'm not like crazy up in arms. I'm just, I'm surprised. And I thought they could have done something in the chat. Uh, Shrestha, I'm probably butchering your name and probably. I'm sorry. Uh, says y'all be tripping last year. We did not win 30 games and we've won 31 before the all-star break as a Kings fan. You should be happy with where we are at today. I, I let me make something clear. A hundred percent satisfied that we are having a conversation about, man, I wish the Kings could have made a deal to improve this team mm-hmm. and solidify a playoff spot. They're still in a great spot. Right, they could still hold core and still be in the top six. It's just going to be more challenging for sure, and they're going to have to earn it. I am more than satisfied. Winning thirty-one games before the before the All Star break, this team is on track to be part of Kings history. There have not been many teams in Kings history who have won over forty-one games in the season. In fact, the Kings have only been over five hundred eight times in thirty-eight years in Sacramento. This team's tracking. They're on pace to win 47 games. 
That's an amazing accomplishment, and I'm super excited about that. I just think as the year goes on, expectations raise a little bit, and I want them to get a first-round matchup. I would love to avoid the play-in mm. game. I think it's going to be a challenge. It doesn't mean it's impossible. I think it's a challenge. The season is – that. this is our perspective over here. The season is not lost just because no, they no, didn't no, no. make a move at the trade deadline, right? And I think some people feel that way. It's very black or white, especially if you were on King's Twitter right now. It doesn't need to be that way. Um, um, and it doesn't need to be that way just because other teams made moves. And it doesn't need to be that way just because Monty McNair was aggressive last year at the trade deadline and not so aggressive this year. Like, you got to still believe that they believe in this squad that they do have. But just from an outside perspective, watching some of these pieces go around the league and be traded for what they were traded for, the tweaks that were made, I just wish the Sacramento Kings were a part of those tweaks, but it doesn't make me and sit here worried today. Uh, we have so much to get to over the next couple of hours. You can hit us up, of course, in the chat, youtube.com slash Sports 1140s. We have almost a 1,000 people watching us live right now, an all-time record for this channel. Hit the thumbs up. Get popping in the chat. You can also call us. We're going to be back in 60 seconds on the radio side. It's youtube.com slash Sports 1140. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. I know it's over. I don't know where else I can go. Deuce and Mo on your local sports leader. Sacktown Sports. And the NBA trade deadline is all over. Do you like this? Yeah, I like the song, but I'm I'm trying to, you know, I'm reading the chat. I'm feeling the vibes of the people. Yeah. And it's definitely mixed today. People are upset that the Kings didn't make a deal. Some are like, hey, guys, we're building. We're not built. Yeah, you and you got really mad when Chris had an upbeat song right at 12. Yeah. And then now. I'm, am I mad? No, I was, okay. was going to say you're mixed at 12.15. I'm sorry that I, I, as a human, my emotions can change. Up I, and I, down. Didn't, I didn't know I could change. Is that, am I, so because I felt one way a little bit ago, I have to stay that way just forever? I thought the basketball mind was a robot, personally. Believe it or not, I'm, I'm not a robot. Well, uh, if, I, if you cut you, do you not bleed? Oh, I bleed everywhere. Purple. <laughs> oh. um, a lot of people, there's a lot of, I don't trust Monty and the love in Monty I trust in the chat, which is cracking me up. I want to hear from you guys, too, at 1-800-920-1140. Let's check in first with, let's go to Anthony. Hi, Anthony. You're on with Deuce and Mo. Hey, Deuce and Mo. How's it going? We're good, man. What's up? I'm feeling, I'm looking at this team right now, and I'm feeling pretty good about where we stand despite not making any big moves. Sell me on Uh, it. Well, call me crazy, but... I know last night, last night's game was a little bit closer than anybody would have liked, but it's the end of a two-week road trip. Sure. And um, I don't know when the last time you guys did two weeks on the road, but last time I did, I wanted to die at the end of it. <laughs> and I wasn't playing professional basketball. Um, but uh, I'm looking at the bench, and it's interesting. I feel like over the course of the road trip, even though there were some real low lows, uh, the bench seemed to be picking up Mike Brown's system in my eyes, in a way that they really weren't uh, earlier in the season. They're moving well, um, moving the ball well, moving well off the ball, and looking a little bit more reliable and dependable. And I'm wondering if this is a situation where, you know, Mike Brown and Monty might have had conversations like, hey, Mike Brown, 
uh, Mike Brown asking, hey, don't mess with my system. Like, these guys are settling in now. Sorry, right when you were talking, I was laughing because ESPN was showing two highlights. They were showing Malik Beasley uh, scoring the basketball for the Utah Jazz and then D'Angelo Russell scoring the basketball for the T-Wolves. Both highlights were against the Kings. Because the Kings' defense was so bad. All I can think about is the Kings' defense when you're talking about that. Uh, Yeah, I think the bench has shown flashes. I mean, Malik Monk had a really good road trip. Felt like he got it going after being in a major funk. I love what he provides. I think Trey Lyles has been really steady for a while now, which is encouraging. Terrence Davis is kind of hit or miss. I think Davion had a great game last night for the Kings, but only played 12 minutes. My big concern is just behind Sabonis. Like, what are they doing behind Sabonis? Right? Yeah. They have all these guys. Metsu, Len, Holmes, Kata. They've been going with Metsu, and it's it's been mixed for sure. And- and I felt like that could have been addressed in a perimeter defense. And I'm with you, too, on like where the bench stands and the improvements that they've shown and the discipline that they have with Mike Brown as their coach, their leader. It's it's there. But at the same time, too, you're seeing the different skill sets of, uh, around the NBA and especially in the Western Conference on their benches get better and better. And those tweaks get better and better. And the Kings, if they remain the same with the same type of defense that they do have, even if they're showing some flashes, it's just not going to be sustainable, especially in a postseason run. Yeah, you know, that's that's super true. I mean, um the defense has certainly been a liability. The Kings have shown flashes of being able to clamp down for a quarter here and there. But um, I'm interested to see how they look after the all-star break defensively. Yeah. You know, running running some new, um, you know, getting, getting some good practices in, getting their legs rested up. I want to see what they look like after the break. But, yeah, I mean, we could be a little bigger, a little longer. And um, it would have been nice to maybe if we did pick somebody up, Uh, A strong defensive wing would have been good to cover up those lanes. But I don't know. We have the pieces there. Trey Lyles has been defending pretty well. He's been getting some good blocks in. Um, You know, Davion's always – he's always got that dog in him. Uh, So, yeah, I'd like to see how they look after the break. Well, you're going to see it. Anthony, I appreciate you checking in, man. Thanks so much for calling. Um, And one other thing we should mention, too, with all these trades, and especially the teams who made the big trades like Durant – going to Phoenix, which is just insane, and Kyrie going to Dallas. You know, I don't. first of all, I don't think Dallas is better than Sacramento, and that remains to be seen to see how those That's kind of fair. That's especially yeah. their defense. It's now, like, yeah. The Suns thing, as much as I go, man, what a move uh-huh. to get Kevin Durant. And on paper, you go, man, if they're right, they can come out of the West. There's going to be a challenge for this group to build chemistry in the final stretch of the year. There is something to having continuity and cohesiveness. Teams have just been together. They know each other. A lot of these other teams in the West have made moves that could take a second for some of these guys. Not all of them. I think the Clippers, that's probably an easy fit when you add like Plumlee and Gordon. We're talking about vets who just kind of plug and play. But the big moves with like the Suns, there's a lot on the line. Health. Booker's been banged up. Chris, I don't even call him CP3. You know what? I call him CP 1.5 now. It's not the same. And then KD, who's hurt right now. He's 34. Yep. So, although it looks grand paper, it doesn't mean it's for sure. The Warriors, you know, you can make the case like, hey, Steph is hurt right now. We don't know when Steph's coming back. Mm -hmm. That's going to be after the All-Star break. So, you could start poking holes in some of these teams. Yeah. And go, okay, it's not as bad as it seems. It still doesn't, like, wash away Sacramento's flaws. No. But... 
And I and I'm totally with you. And I think that perspective is a great perspective to have. And just to go off of what Anthony said, because I saw a great stat from Will Z Stats on Twitter, the Kings could have shored up their bench. Yes, but they averaged 37.4 points per game, eighth most. In the league, the bench has a plus minus of zero, which is 12th. The King starters have a plus minus of 2.6, which is six. So they already have an above average bench. And, you know, just kind of going to Anthony's point of like, hey, they look they look good. They look like they they show these really strong flashes. And I'm right there with him. And it's not like the Kings are trying to be contenders this season. Like, I mean, obviously every season that's what you want to be. But it's just not realistic. And their defense isn't something that is sustainable to be in any type of postseason. But you're exactly right. When you want to poke holes, you start looking at the Dallas Mavericks and you look at their defense. This weekend is going to be a true test to see what type of defense the Mavs have. And these two games against Dallas, I know we're going to spend a lot more time talking about it on on tomorrow's show. Friday and Saturday, back-to-back games against Dallas. You win those games... You could have a four-game lead on the Mavs. These are big games. On the flip side, you lose both, you're yeah. tied. And then they've got the tiebreaker, right? So Ooh. it's fragile. It's definitely fragile for sure. Uh, I, I think the one other thing I would mention, too, you got Denver and Memphis. We already knew they were kind of ahead of the Kings, uh-huh. right? Phoenix looks like they could take a jump here if all things go well with them. The Clippers, they've been playing much better basketball now. Kawhi's starting to actually play games. They improved. The more I look at it, it's going to be a challenge, but the the other teams still have flaws too. I'm talking myself through this. You're trying. Although it's still a little disheartening that no deal was made. Yeah. And yeah, I think, I think that's, that's fine to feel that way as well. But I think truly when you break down everything, we can go in panic mode and break things down. How, Oh my God, this name, this name, this name in the Western conference. Yes. That is how I started my evening last night after, um, all the tweaks were made for the Lakers and then uh, Kevin Durant to the Western Conference, to the Phoenix Suns. But today, even just seeing the Memphis Grizzlies get Luke Kennard, like that to me. That, and they just gave up Danny Green, who's played three games with them. There right? you like, go. There you go. They didn't have to do anything to do that. Just a, te- just a tweak that makes them a little bit better. That makes John Morant a little bit better. That has one more weapon on the outside, especially when Dylan Brooks isn't making his shots and is just chucking up some shots. Well, we have so much NBA trade deadline stuff to talk about. And coming up next, Sean Cunningham from Fox 40. He's been covering the Kings since, I think, was it 1951 when they were in Rochester? Correct. Was his first? Yeah. He covered the championship team. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So coming up next, we'll talk to Sean, get his thoughts on the Kings not making any moves on deadline day. What does he think of the Western Conference? We have him coming up next on Sacktown Sports. On Sacktown Sports. The NBA trade deadline is all over. We saw a ton of moves, huge moves in the Western Conference. Kevin Durant going to the Suns. We saw Kyrie the other day. Nuggets making moves. The Clippers adding Plumlee, adding Bones Highland, Eric Gordon. The Lakers making some big moves yesterday. Let's talk about what the Kings did not do. Let's bring in someone who's been covering the Kings for a long, long time. He works over at Fox 40. He's the one, the only, Sean Cunningham. Hi, Jonathan. 
Hi, buddy. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. Trying to process what we just witnessed. It's been like a super chaotic last 24 hours. Um, the Kings did not make a move at the trade deadline. Let's start there. Were you surprised that they did not do anything before the deadline besides the Kessler-Edwards move? Uh, well, I, I wouldn't say surprised. Like, I, I wasn't expecting fireworks. I think they, they, you know, would have tried to kick the tires on some pretty aggressive moves and, and realize that, you know, I used the analogy on the station the other day when you go, you go car shopping and you start to look at what, you know, you can afford and, and if you're in a trade-in, what you can get for your trade-in, and you go, oh, okay, well, maybe I should wait a year, or maybe I should wait a six months, or, you know, maybe the, some of those uh, really attractive pieces that you might want to add, you may not have the means to, to land them, and, and you may not want to break the bank for them anyway. So um, I, I was expecting certainly a move, especially to possibly, you know, address some specific needs on the team in terms of possibly defense. And, um, you know, I'm always asked, you know, what they need. And, uh, you know, I always go a little bit more aggressive. I, I tend to lean more towards the, the three and D a bona fide starting three. Uh, I shoot for the stars in that, in that, in that regard. But um, I, I didn't think that they might be able to land that piece. I thought they might be able to find some, you know, some pieces uh, or a piece, at least one piece that would address some defensive concerns or at least try to, you know, kind of bolster down this this team that's made it and surged all the way up to the three seed and has actually held on to the three seed for better part of a month. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe a small uh, bit of surprise, but but certainly I think it just confirms that they've got a belief in their team and they watch the rest of the West kind of be very very aggressive in trying to uh, be everyone be buyers and not so many sellers. Uh, I mean, you look at a team like Toronto, who I think everybody thought was going to shop off pieces and try yeah. to get, you know, big assets for. And uh, and they didn't. In fact, they doubled down and they go with Jakob Hurdle and, and, and kind of look like they're going to make a run now. So um, interesting to see the way the West takes shape. But you never know what the buyout market looks like. So uh, we could see some uh, still a piece or two trickle their way to Sacramento in a, in, a, in a weird way. Yeah, that's I mean, so we're just talking about that, you know, talking about some of those pieces that we saw around the league that maybe the Kings could take on to make that tweak uh, on their roster. And so many second round picks were given away for so many different players at this trade deadline. So it just seemed like something that the Kings could have done and could have made the move, but you just mentioned it, the buyout market. Do you think that's a place where we're going to see the Kings uh, make some tweaks I think they'll explore it. I mean, it depends on who who makes it, and obviously you've got to you've got to be attractive to the to the other player because in the buyout market, you know, they get to basically sign wherever they get to pick where they want to sign as long as that team has an interest in them. So, um, yeah, I think that I think there I think there could be some possibilities there. I mean, the one that I think leaps leaps off the page there is possibly like Danny Green, for example, who goes to uh houston i believe yeah <laughs> all these all these moves i'm trying to keep track of them I, I should have a sheet in front of me but um no i mean you know and kind of to your point morgan about the second round picks it's because no one really wants to move first round picks without protections and the second round picks uh seem to be very very much coveted and it's no no surprise i mean you've got to, you know there are successes in the in the in the second round you just look at the last uh, two years of mvp and Nikola Jokic, a former number two pick so or second round pick i should say uh, but to that point also, I mean, you look like a move like Josh Richardson, who goes from, you know, the Spurs to the Pelicans, 
you know, the Pelicans dump Devontae Graham for and, and free up $24 million as some big salaries uh, start to escalate on that Pelicans team. And it costs four second-round picks to, to make that happen. So I think when you're looking at somebody like that, Josh Richardson is an expiring contract. I know there was plenty of people who had interest, you know, in seeing Miles Plumley or Miles, I keep saying Miles, Mason Plumley in a in a Kings uniform. And, you know, if you're the Kings, like what it would take to do that, and if it takes multiple second-round picks to get a guy that ultimately would only play with you for about 28 remaining games and, and possibility of a small playoff run, is it worth it? So – I mean, here's my thing with that, Sean. When was the last time someone was like, man, I made that trade. I can't believe I th- – those second-round picks sure came back to haunt us. Like, it set our franchise back a long time. Right? Like, that, that doesn't happen. I, I, who can, I'm like the Rams with second-round picks. The Rams with first-round picks, I'm like that with second-round picks in the NBA. Go make your team better. Like, give up second-round picks and go get Plumley then. Yeah, but I to me, I mean, and I'd be devil's advocate here for you in that regard because I don't think he's worth multiple second-round picks for what the Kings are trying to do. And I think that's what you have to ask. Certainly, I'm all for moving picks. Trust me, I'm the guy that, you know, said I, at, you know, over a year ago that I would, you know, pick three on the Kings and I'd take Ben Simmons for him. And if it takes picks to do it, you know, uh, we can have that conversation. Uh, that, that hasn't aged well. So, um, you, you know, second-round picks to me are, you know, this team historically doesn't really draft players with the second round picks but uh you can see you can now see the way teams trying to lower luxury tax and and try to finagle different salary cap moves to where second round picks clearly have a value in this league and they've probably been no more coveted uh at all than this than this year and going forward so uh i'm with you i think for the right piece for sure but for you know unless you're a team trying to shed salary like like New Orleans just did with Devontae Graham and sending him with four first round, second round picks for a guy like Josh Richardson who comes off the books. Um, you know, that's a decision they had to make. It was bigger for them to shed the salary rather than hope onto these second round picks and maybe turn them into something that could blossom into, you know, a star or even just a role player. We saw so many moves in the West yesterday. It seemed, or in the last 24 hours, all the teams around the Kings made some sort of moves. You know, you can make the case, did they get better or not? But Every one of them were active. Um, do you think the Kings feel comfortable with this roster and thinking that they could still stay in the top six, even with what happened around them? I mean, that's a question we're going to have to ask Monty McNair here in the coming days, and hopefully as soon as tomorrow. Uh, we're, you know, we're going to have a, a media availability for practice coming up here at the top of the hour. Um, and, you know, Monty's not going to speak there, I don't believe, but um, – if if I'm you know trying to step in the mind of that front office, I think that they're confident in the success that they in the record that they've that they've compiled. I also am realistic enough to believe that they might feel they're playing with house money a little bit in the fact that they've had some regular season success and may not want to completely over you know you want to be careful. You don't want to just make a move for making a move, and you know it, certainly if there's a move to to make your team better, they'll do that. But you're not going to sacrifice possible future uh, future plans that you might have uh, to really go deep with this. You know, I mean, it, you, you've got Demonis Sabonis here through this season and next. Um, you've got De'Aaron Fox long-term. Uh, you, you have to make a splash early and, and quickly. And, and, you know, you're third in the West. Let's see what this thing looks like. Let's see what they can get into the, you know, into the buying market, into some of these buyouts and see what can happen. Uh, look, I, I don't think it's something that, 
they look at this year, you know, it's, it's, it's playoffs or bust. Certainly this team looks like it's going to be a postseason team. It's going to contend. Um, but, you know, it, it's not anything that they have to accelerate the process just because of some regular season success. Uh, I think they, you know, this also incorporates the summer and next season as well to, to see what this team can really do. So, um, you know, steady is the, I think all, all everything is steady for in the way they look at this team going forward. And clearly I think they were going to try to be uh, aggressive. I just feel like in a, in a long winded way that when you look at their assets, you know, teams felt that they could do better elsewhere and the Kings weren't really looking to, you know, totally blow this thing up to, to make another franchise altering move. Uh, for something that may not be a franchise-altering piece. Yeah, and I guess just seeing so many uh, organizations in the Western Conference make franchise-changing moves at <laughs> this trade deadline, it, it was probably the most concerning thing. And sure, you shouldn't be reacting off of them, worried, and then making panic moves. But at the same time, you would hope and think that maybe there was this feel behind the scenes that – um, that they knew that some of these fireworks were going to happen in the Western Conference and or just tweaks happening in the Western Conference. You look at even the Dallas Mavericks. The Kings are taking them on uh, this weekend, Friday and Saturday. It's a team that lacks a lot of defense, but, man, they're going to look scary offensively. A team that looks like can keep creeping up, up, and up. And same with the Phoenix Suns, who were on life support and now are looking like a team that could possibly come out of the West? Are you feeling that same way about these squads that acquired these big names? Well, I mean, you, you don't have to look much farther than the Clippers. I think Memphis made a really significant addition yeah. in Luke Bernard. Yep. Uh, I, I think these teams that surround the Kings are, you know, not only being aggressive and trying to improve their teams, but let's face it, guys, these are teams that should have been better than the Kings in the to begin with. Uh, I, you know, not to take anything away from the success of Sacramento, but if we're going back at the front of the season and we're saying, hey, where do we, where we picture these teams being? I think those teams, those are the types of teams that we pictured being much higher than Sacramento, uh, more established, and, and certainly there to to contend not only for just a playoff or an upper echelon playoff spot, but possibly a championship. So those are the type of teams that have to make those type of moves. The Kings are sitting here looking like, hey, look at what we've done. Um, and, 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 you know, certainly they don't, they're not in a position to ask, act out of desperation. You know, the Clippers are adding pieces that obviously they need. It hasn't worked for some time since they've landed both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, obviously health is a big, big, big part of that. And then if you look at Memphis, um, my goodness, I mean, they, they, they lose some pieces in the off season and they needed shooting in the worst way. Um, and look, OG Ananobi doesn't get moved from Toronto. You go out and get a, a sharpshooter in Luke Kennard who's led the league in three-point shooting. Uh, that's going to be a hell of a piece for them. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's more of a double down on your success, but it's a double down on, on you know, not totally wanting to disrupt things as, as it is. And I'll ask you guys, I mean, if you look at pieces that were out there that maybe you coveted, uh, some of the realistic ones that you wanted to add, and you look at what the Kings might have had to give up for them compared to some of those pieces that actually moved, and I'll use Matisse Stiebel as an example, you know, him going to Portland, uh, certainly he would have felt it had a need on the Kings team, but I think they got more out of Portland than, than what Sacramento would have been willing to give up. So is there a piece out there you look at and go, man, that could have been the Kings? Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, that, that Matisse Thibault thing was a three-team deal, and I'm sure, you know, I, I think Philly got a great piece in McDaniels back, which I think may be a better fit for them. So that, that one's tough for sure. But, yeah, I mean, the Plumley one, I mean – they gave up Reggie Jackson and what to get Plumley? Yeah, you know what I mean. 
Yeah, second rounders. I don't know. I just think, though, I wasn't looking to make a big swing today. I was looking at making one of those minor moves. I think the one that kind of stung was a Vanderbilt one, too. You know, there was a lot of talk about Vanderbilt, and I felt like he could have really impacted this team. Not only do some of these players that we're talking about you miss out on, they go to other teams in the West. And I think that's what makes it challenging for a team that's trying to stay in the top six is kind of my point. Yeah, and I'd also point out in some of those names, too, and, you know, we don't have to get in the weeds of it, too, but there's a lot of posturing by agents and, and names that are reported that you might think that that have interest or, or that the Kings have interest in. And, you know, there's varied, there's varied levels of interest, right? And it, I'll use Jared Vanderbilt as an example. You know, having a possible interest or, or a conversation can get blown up into, all oh, the Kings are really interested when they might just have like a, you know, oh, yeah, he'd be nice, you know, maybe one of our expiring contracts, whatever. Um, but sometimes that can get blown out of proportion in terms of maybe interest that the Kings actually had in somebody like that. Sean, seriously appreciate you uh, hopping on with us for a few minutes. We are up against it, but uh, enjoy the Kings media availability, and we'll talk uh, to you soon. Thanks, Sean. Anytime, guys. Good to talk to you. All right, there's Sean Cunningham. we got to take a break on the radio side. Appreciate him joining us on the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Deuce and Mo, we roll on on Sacktown Sports. Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan, Reagan, we are live Monday through Friday, 11 to 2, right here on Sacktown Sports. If you're driving around, we appreciate you. It's NBA trade deadline day, and the deadline is over. It expired at noon. The Kings did not make another move at the deadline. The only move they made was the other day when they got Kessler Edwards. Huge moves in the NBA. We'll talk about all of them. Also, we want to hear from all of you. A lot of mixed. Um, responses from Kings fans today. I think there's a a huge portion of the fan base that's like, look, Kings have 31 wins. They won 30 games last year. 31 wins. We're not even at the all-star break yet. You're two games up on the number four seed. Mm -hmm. It's all good. Let the other teams make some moves and good. We're going to learn more about this team where I think a lot of the others are going, they need to make a move and they're worried that the Kings could fall out completely and be in a play-in game. I get both sides. I got to be honest. Oh, I completely get both sides. And I mean, the amount of times that I've been on that play and run. And I I think sometimes too, because our expectations of this team just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger throughout this season and what they've shown they can be. People lose sight of the perspective of, man, can this team be a play in team can they be in that conversation that's where I was to start this year did not expect them to be where they are and now that they are where they are I still have that same realistic perspective of not that it's good enough not that I'm like yay oh they did it the playing that's so good because that's not postseason if they don't make it into the actual playoffs but at the same time you got to be realistic with how the NBA is moving how things are going and how these teams are going to be playing the rest of the season well we want you guys to get it going in the chat you can also hit the thumbs up there where for the first time in this channel's history we have reached 800 thumbs up is this the 800 thumb up I think so I like I'm a little, a little scary what is it 800 thumbs up in the YouTube Chernobyl chat. Chernobyl vibes. Every day I'm shuffling. Oh, yeah. Throwback to 2012. 
You know what's sad? You used to love this song. Oh, I loved LMFAO back in the day. And let me just tell you, I 100% went to an LMFAO concert. No. At Arco back in the day. No. That's how much I loved him. And you know what's even worse about it? Embarrassing. I had an LMFAO t-shirt that had a hand on it that said, stop, hating is bad. I remember that t-shirt, actually. I remember you wearing that into the old radio station. Oh, my God. Uh, let's talk to the people. We're talking to people in the chat. You can also use your voice. 1-800-920-1140. What is up, Timothy? What's up, Timbo? Hey, what's up, man? It, it's Timothy, though. Like, uh, H-I-M-O-T-H-Y. Because Timothy. because you're him. Yeah, sometimes. Yep. <laughs> like Monty McNair. Monty McNair. Monty McNair is Timothy, too. He like Trevor Ariza. He was in a contract year. He got his contract and then didn't do nothing after that. What's going on with that? <laughs> Hey, you can't be calling him Ariza, man. Yo, look, look, he is he is the Ariza of GM. He got his contract and did nothing. What happened? I mean, and he has done things. He was pretty active the uh, last couple of years, right? I mean, what? Hey, okay, seriously though, Timothy, what what did you want uh, him to do? Like, what what was the most frustrating part for you about the Kings not making a deal? Uh, that uh. Yeah, we're sitting in third right now, but literally everybody around us, man, is, is has taken a little step, you know? You everybody scared of Dallas? You scared of Dallas? Yes. No, you're not scared of Dallas. <laughs> they can't defend anybody. Yes, yes. Okay. He has a now, point. Don't, don't, don't drink. I drink the purple Kool-Aid just like you guys, and the light at the end of the tunnel Son of is a... purple. Hey, Timothy, no, I'm know? I'm with you, too. No, I, I'm totally with you. Where, like, Deuce asks, are you scared of Dallas? Yeah, a little bit, because you think about this. We keep talking about how the Kings, um, how their defense is, right? And you look at last night at the times that they were blitzing Jalen Green, and uh-huh. Jalen Green, he wasn't making quick decisions. He's turning the ball over. When you're about to go blitz... Luka Doncic or Kyrie Irving at the top near the half court mark, they're making that decision quick. Your defense is falling apart. Mm-hmm. Well, did you guys see, uh, speaking of the Mavs, um, what's my man name over there, the big guy uh, that's always on Shaq in the Food? What's his name? <laughs> JaVel McGee. McGee. Yeah. Look, JaVel McGee played like five minutes. I watched that game. He had like three blocks, five hey. rebounds. Why we can't get some? We need something like that. Maybe he gets bought out. If he's not going to play big minutes, maybe he gets bought out. And I think that's like the next step for the Kings is, can you make an impact on the buyout market? Who's going to be made available? I think Kevin Love could be out there. I'm not intrigued with that. I like Kevin nope, Love, nope. but he doesn't help you. You need some size. Does Danny Green do anything? I don't know if Danny Green can mm-hmm. play still after that torn ACL. Played in three games with Memphis. So, I, what, I'm sorry, you just threw up in your mouth? Yeah, when you said Danny Green, no, we're okay. All right, all right, all right. I don't know who else said. I don't know. I don't know. What about uh, could Terrence Ross get bought out? Could Will Barton get bought? I'd I'd be intrigued if Will Will Barton. You know who? You know who we should have back? I wish we still had Damian Jones right now. Well, he's in Utah. Maybe he gets bought out. I don't know. Just saying. Also, uh, we're learning at this hour an update. The Hornets. Are wave are likely to agree to a contract buyout with Reggie Jackson, according to Shams. Okay. So there you go. Another little backup point guard, huh? Yeah. All right, Timothy. No. Timothy, no. <laughs> no. let's uh definitely call back again, man. We appreciate you. I definitely will, man. I love you guys. We hey, love can you. I say one thing real quick? Yeah. yeah. We are live. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! We are live. All right, let's check in with our guy Ebiz is in the building. Oh yeah. What's up, Ebiz? 
Man, what's up with it, fam, man? You know, you guys are doing good online. I heard how you guys had over 800 thumbs up. 1140 need to stop playing, and, you know, they need to give you guys a raise. I'm getting tired of that. All right, so that's number one. Ebiz, right, we just got paid No, wait, no, I like this. I like this, okay, Ebiz. Okay. Keep no, it going. Yes, I, I agree. I know how it is. I keep it real. You know, I called in the other day saying how, you know, I don't mess with them because they weak, but they got my family, so, you know, I listen. So you know that you know I gotta keep it real. You already know what it is. Just like I've been saying for the last couple of years, bless up. You guys is gonna make it, and woo, you guys are doing your thing. All right. So that's what you need to know. All right. That's first thing, first thing. All right. Got it. So, yeah. And maybe maybe you guys should put that on a little drop. Hey, I don't even like eleven forty, but I do like you guys. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of a funny drop, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you think about the trade deadline, man? All right, so this is what I wanted to say. I'm going to keep it real with you. RMO, I love you, okay? Everybody knows about that. My girlfriend knows about both of you guys, all right? Okay. But, what are you saying? All right. Just listen. No, no, look at, I have to, no, look at, I got to state this real quick, okay. all right? So, Mr. David was very confident at the beginning of the year. My girl, Reagan, was kind of nervous mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. All right, which is all good, you know. We are doing a lot better than what a lot of people thought we would be. Facts. Like straight up, all of us, you know. So as of right now, I understand how some people are kind of upset that we did not trade anything. But just think about the like straight up, you guys. I'm not scared of anybody other than, um, other than Phoenix when 100%. That's the only team. Okay. Like straight up, that's the only team. They're the only ones I'm scared of. Our team is still good, and I think there's a chance that we'll be even better after this trade. I mean, uh, after the All-Star break, because a lot of people weren't traded. So I really think a lot of people are going to put their all into it. This is not the same Kings team that we've ever seen. Like, everybody is brand new. So I just want people to have hope. Let's just have belief. Because honestly, you guys, I still, I still love our team. I'm not scared of Dallas. Like, well, there's this one guy who I work with. He got all excited and all that when they got Kyrie. <laughs> I want to play them in a playoff. Ooh, you get them twice as we. Hey, Ibiz, no. I swear I'm not trying to cut you off, but you know, because we're at a radio station, we have to break here. But uh, I appreciate you checking in. Let's catch up soon. All right. All right, for sure. You guys be good. All right, bless, bless up. up. Bless hey, up. I don't even like right, 1140, but I do like you. appreciate you guys so much oh we got one more final hour coming up at one we're going to talk more with you guys but i'm going to try to get the energy to give you a full nba trade deadline recap in mere moments it's deuce and mo it's on sacktown sports it's deuce and mo on Sacktown Sports. You hear that, Morgan? The basketball minds. Respect. How much did you pay him? Zero. Why? Don't get close to me. Deuce Mason, Morgan, Reagan on until 2 p.m. The Kettles and Rami take over the NBA trade deadline is all over. It's come and gone. The Kings did not make a move today. But who did? It's a busy day in the NBA. The trade deadline has come and gone. The Kings did not make a move at the deadline. They made one the other day. They got Kessler Edwards, right? They gave up a guy that they drafted years ago. It doesn't matter. 
They got cash back, so Kessler Edwards takes up that final spot. People wondering, could they make another move? They did not make another move, but teams around them, Morgan, teams around them did. How about the three-team trade between the Lakers, the T-Wolves, and the Utah Jazz? Westbrook's leaving L.A., and he's not the only one leaving L.A. today. Westbrook lands in Utah. Looks like he'll be bought out. The Lakers get D'Angelo Russell from Minnesota. They get Malik Beasley, some shooting, and Jared Vanderbilt goes to the L.A. Lakers. Mike Conley goes to Minnesota. That was a big deal that kind of jump-started things. Last night, though, the trade of all trades. The Suns land Kevin Durant and T.J. Warren. The Nets get picks in 23, 25, 27, 29. The picks off in 28, along with Cam Johnson. Mikel Bridges and Jay Crowder. But Crowder, don't get comfy in Brooklyn. He has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. They had been long talking the Bucks and the Suns about Crowder. Crowder eventually lands there for some second-round picks in a multi-team trade. Serge Ibaka, George Hill, they got dumped to Indiana. Those guys will likely be waived. That was just a cost-cutting move. In the West, though, they weren't done today. The Lakers, they also traded Thomas Bryant. He was not happy about his role after AD came back. He wanted a new change. So you know where he ends up? Where? Denver, the mile-high city. Lakers get a pick, and Devon Reed back in that trade. The Lakers weren't done. Mm-mm. Pat Bev. Mm. Pat Bev is gone. Patrick Beverly's been traded to Orlando for Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba with the Lakers. That's a nice move for the Lakers, Morgan. Yeah, it's a good one. Who else you got? Oh, you want me to keep going? Oh, we're ready know, for it. I'm absolutely feeling it right now. How about mm-hmm. the three-team trade? Another team. This one, the L.A. Clippers get in on the action with Memphis and Houston today. The Clippers, my goodness, they Ooh. made a move. They land Eric Gordon. Luke Kennard heads to Memphis. Danny Green goes from Memphis where he played three games this year. Lands with the Rockets. Sounds like he's going to be bought out. Also, John Wall was traded to Houston. Remember, he was already in Houston. He'll likely get bought out. Don't worry. He will get bought out too. The Clippers weren't done though. They weren't happy with Reggie Jackson. Mm -hmm. So they said, all right, Reggie, go to Charlotte. He is going to the Hornets for now. Sean saying he could be bought out. They land Mason Plumlee. That's a big-time deal for the Clippers. So the Clippers land Gordon. They land Plumlee, and they also add Bones Highland Oof. from the Denver Nuggets. What an active day for the Los Angeles Clippers. Active day for the Clippers. What happened with Portland? Oh, Portland. I'm glad you asked, Morgan. Last night, they traded Josh Hart. So the Knicks? Uh-huh. They got Cam Reddish. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Why are they doing that? But they weren't done. They complete a three-team deal today with the Sixers and the Hornets. Matisse Thibel, two-time all-defensive team. He is headed to the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, my goodness. And uh, McDaniels Ooh. goes from the Hornets to the Sixers. What is happening in the NBA with all these deals? Blazers get Thibel. Jalen McDaniels to the Sixers. Hornets get Multiple second-round picks. That was a huge story. They also get V. McKaylick. I mentioned not not that being a huge story. No. The second-round picks <laughs> being a huge, huge story. George Hill, second-round pick, traded to the Pacers. Serge Ibaka, traded to the Pacers. Part of the Jay Crowder deal. 
That got that. Is minor, right? The Phoenix Suns made that huge Kevin Durant trade last night. They also get Darius Baisley from Oklahoma there City. We go. What about the Warriors? That's what I was going to ask you next. Golden State Warriors. They trade the former number two pick, James Wiseman. He is headed to the Detroit Pistons. How about the Bagley Wiseman, two number two picks? Front core of the future? I don't know. But Wiseman heads to the Pistons in a three team deal. Sadiq. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Sadiq heads to the ATL. The Warriors got like five second round picks left. So what'd they do? What'd they do? Hey, Portland, what's up? I need a little GP2 in my life. Okay. So what happens? What happened? They take those second round picks. Yeah. Shine them up real nice. Throw them over the Portland. Gary Payton II is back with the Golden State Mm. Warriors. We know Kyrie. He's with Dallas again. These are just some of the trades that went down (laughs) in the Western Conference. Not done. The Pelicans were saying, I want in on this. Give me some action. Give me some action. Yeah. They got Josh Richardson. They traded Devontae Graham in four second-round picks for Josh Richardson, who's on an expiring deal, Morgan. That is insane. Did I also mention a part of the three-team deal with the Clippers, uh, the Rockets, and the Grizzlies? Luke Kennard goes from the Clippers to Memphis, so Memphis gets some shooting. All these teams in the West are making moves left and right. Did I miss some? I probably did. There are some that weren't worth mentioning, but it was a big day, and the one I did not mention was the Sacramento Kings because they did not make a deal. I was just about to ask you. You like that, Chris? That was very informative. <laughs> Appreciate you guys being a part of my NBA trade deadline updates. Uh, if you that guys felt like have a Micro Machines commercial. <laughs> Do you understand at three o'clock we're supposed to have a meeting with our boss? He's I'm, he may need to give me it's some at IVs. Two o'clock. Whatever. I don't know what time it is yeah. anymore. Okay. It's three o'clock Mountain Time. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you guys being here. If you're in the chat, let's get to 900 thumbs up. YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. I'm Juice. That's Morgan. Recapping the NBA's oh. trade deadline. The Kings did not make a move. I think people are mixed about it. Some people really want the Kings to make a move to solidify their spot in the top six. They still have a, a good chance, right? They are the number three seed right now. Two games up on Dallas, L.A., and one other team <laughs> in the Western Conference. That is the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Which the Phoenix Suns. Um, and that's why these next three games oh, are huge, please Morgan. Continue. You're, you're taking on the Mavs twice at home. As my dear friend Nick would say, why not beat Dallas twice? Uh-huh. And then why not beat Phoenix? Then you can really separate yourselves if you handle business in the next three games. You good? Yeah. Okay. Take a breather while no. I take a. Oh, no, please do something else. You want to talk to people? Sure. Let's check in with Casey. Hi, Casey. What's up, Deuce and Mo? Oh, what's up, Casey? Casey? What's up, dude? I'm I'm dumbfounded that Kevin Durant's on the Phoenix Suns. Are you okay with that? No. The Kings are easily going to get passed by them. Once he comes back, they'll be a lethal force. They will be a lethal force, and the Kings play him three times before the end of the season. I mean, I guess my big concern, I'm not worried about the Suns. The Suns are a good team. They're a good team without Durant. They were starting to get it going. The question is, can the Kings just stay in the top six? Yeah, and my brother's an L.A. Clippers fan, and he's bouncing off the walls. They got Eric Gordon. They got Bones Highland. They got Mason Plumley for Reggie Jackson. I'm so disappointed. I thought they, 
the Kings could have made probably a slightly better offer to get Mason Plumley who they need. Okay, well, Casey, I, I have a problem with your brother. You tell your brother to stop being a bandwagon Clippers fan. Ooh. Oh, he's loved the Clippers since the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin days. He, he's oh, a big Clippers fan. Since the, since the tough days of Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, huh? That was tough. Old school Clippers fan. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm you kidding. be nice All to right. Casey's brother. Casey, I appreciate you checking in. You hang in there, okay? Oh, well, you guys are the best. You're the best. Thanks, All right, we'll talk to you soon. Let's uh, check in next with... Dougie Doug. What's up, Doug? Good afternoon. What's up, man? I, I don't like the sigh. Well, you sound, you seem frustrated. Your, uh, your guys' excitement and energy uh, leading up to the trade deadline is uh, very exciting. And I, I think that you guys uh, deserve, uh, you know, having your show and stuff. And uh, it's great for Sacramento. I love that you said you deserve have. I thought you were going to say yeah. we deserve more money, money, like other people said. Can I you... don't write the check. Okay, but but if you if you did, would you consider? Yes. Okay. okay That's good. okay. Well, yeah. number one, okay, so, I I appreciate you saying that, man. So 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 call me when that time comes. Cool. Okay. Deal. Deal. We'll deal. Uh, any other thoughts on the trade deadline? Yes. So uh, what what I'm thinking is because uh, you know everybody's getting that sexy thing going on, and look who did what, and they all did that, and what what did we do? If you go back and look at last year. And look at those top six teams that were uh, that were playoff teams last year. There's no change. The only one that doesn't fit is the Kings. If you go look last year, they said, oh, Dallas was good last year. Oh, they were. Well, Memphis was good, and Denver was good, and the Clippers were good. Okay, uh, Minnesota was good. They're not quite there yet. Uh, the Warriors were making their run. So really not much has changed. And if you look at what uh, – I like what uh, uh, Sean Cunningham had to say. You know, you got to ask Monty about this stuff. But if he's looking at expiring contracts and make a move just to make a move, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Some of these guys have, uh, you know, uh, uh, compromised their future by going yeah. in and making these trades. Yeah, they, they, you know, the, the other teams are really aggressive. I appreciate you, and I appreciate the love, Doug. Yeah, I mean, other teams are really aggressive for sure. And the Kings – have shown the times at times they'll be aggressive, mm-hmm. but Monty and whether you like it or not, his approach is different. His approach is we want to build sustained success. Eye on the prize. We want to win. We, we, we've taken a huge leap this year. We want to keep taking leaps, which should be the approach. How many times have we talked about that with this squad and having a sustainable future? I know we got to go to break. We're back in 60 seconds, but always live on youtube.com slash Sacktown sports, 1140. and Mo on your local sports leader. Sacktown Sports. What are you laughing at, Morgan Reagan? Just Chris and I. We make eye contact and we laugh through our eyeballs all the at time. At me? No. No. At times. It's more of like a, can you believe this? <laughs> We're so funny together. Oh, I'm sorry that I get a little amped up for the NBA trade deadline. I get excited. If I didn't have Chris on this show with us, though, I would die. So you can never leave us. Thank you. Oh, we're going to ask him. He could be leaving soon. No. I will. No, that's... Source is close. He could be leaving. Source is better. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to quit? That's what I thought. Yeah, what was that? Deuce Mason, Morgan (laughs) Reagan. Uh, The Kings do not make a move at the trade deadline. A ton of other teams did. Pretty insane stuff. It's going to be tough. The Western Conference has been tough all year, and the Kings have hung in there. 
They have 31 wins, surpassing last year's win total. That's significant. And matching the previous two years before last year's <sighs> win total. So, look, they're in a good spot. It's going to be challenging down the stretch. Let's keep it moving. Let's check in with Dwayne. What's up, Dwayne? Hey, how are you? I've never been better. Well, I just wanted to uh, tell both of you, let's just calm down. <laughs> Last time we were a good team, okay. 98-99, we, we lost in the first round to the Jazz. Yeah. And it took four years for mm. us to get to where we quote-unquote won a championship. So in four years, how are the Lakers and the Clippers and the Suns, how are all these teams going to look? They're going to be old, and guys are going to be retiring, and we're going to still be in our prime. I really appreciate this perspective, and I think you're absolutely – Right. In so many ways. Right. I think there's so much pressure on this season because the Kings are finally seeing some success and seeing hope in what their their team can look like. And everyone's just craving that postseason run for the Sacramento Kings. But you're absolutely right. These other teams traded away so much of their future, um, all of their second round picks for the rest of their entire lives. And the Kings have all of this. They didn't make a panic move. They didn't make any tweaks to make their team necessarily better against these better Western Conference teams. But I'm with you. Having sustainable success for the future as other teams get older and drop, um, it could be something that we're looking at years from now. Yeah, all of us older people remember those times and saw the progression of that squad and we're seeing it all over again now. Dwayne, I appreciate your perspective, man. Thanks for checking in. Thanks. Dwayne. Dwayne's like, hey, 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 hey. Simmer down, young you people. Guys don't Tranquilo. Ninety-eight, nine to nine. Yeah. No, and, and that's true. Like, I I think that the concern is just can they just stay in the top six? Because you know, you, you want to make the playoffs. You want to have the first round matchup. You want to have the the chance to get eliminated in the first round. That's what you want. Yeah. That's the fear. I'm not really concerned about that because I agree with him on this. Look, you're trying to build. It's not like you have a whole bunch of 30-year-olds on your team, mm-hmm. okay? This is not an old team. Fox, who's going to be named an all-star, Sabonis, he's actually like 25, 26 years old. <laughs> yes. Keegan Murray is showing signs of being an elite shooter. And he's not even – he doesn't even know who he is yet as an NBA player. Yeah. Malik Monk just turned 25. Yep. Like Kevin Herter's still, what, 25. So it, they're fine, and they're, they, they can still build in the right way. I think the concern today is just simply, all right – do they have enough, as currently constructed, to hang in there and be in the top six based on their schedule, based on some of the improvement that like the Clippers and the Mavs and the Suns made? And I think that's a fair point. Uh, do you want to check in with your buddy, Nick? Let's check in with Nick. Hi, Nick. What's up, Dusimo? How are you, Nick? Good. I do want to say, you know, I feel comfortable about tonight. About this, I mean, we didn't make a move. Yeah. But I know... You know, but the Kings, I, I, we play Dallas tomorrow, Friday and Saturday, and I will be at those both games. And, you know, I'll be at the game tomorrow, but, I, but when Morgan's working, I can't, I can't, I can go say hi. 
she's got to work. Yeah, no, no, that's great. That's great. But let's you're dealing with the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. How are you? You got two games against Dallas against Kyrie and Luca. Are you worried? Well, I feel like that we can. I, I'm worried, but I think that we need to win both of these games. Why not? Why not win both of the games? Morgan, I'll be at the game tomorrow. You'll be at pregame live, and I get to see you tomorrow. Yep, we'll see you tomorrow, Nick. Why not see you tomorrow? Am I right? And, you know, when I'm talking, when, I'm going to ask if I can take a picture with you. Okay, right. we'll take that photo. But not with me, just to be clear. But I need to say, please. Can I please take a picture? That's yes. right, Nick. All right, Nick. I appreciate you so much. Uh, one more thing. One more thing. What's your message to the Kings team nice. before the game against Dallas? Play better defense and stay on your man. Love it. Coach right. Nick, everyone. Yeah. There's uh, sleep beams. <laughs> I love Nick. Hi, Alex. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Oh, How so- are you? Hey, good, good. Um, listen, I, I'm calling because I know the you know obviously the Western Conference is now insane, right? Everybody knows that. But what effect do you guys think all these trades are going to have on load management? Because I think I think with you know Clippers, they have a bunch of players who always sit out. Mm-hmm. You know, AD AD is always hurt, right? I mean, there's a bunch of players who suffer with that. So. I think that's where the Kings, being healthy, could actually make up, make up some ground. What I'll tell you this, after the All-Star break, usually players do feel re-energized. It's the end of the season. It's really the push for who's going to be the contending team in their conferences. And so that's where I would worry a little bit. Guys really finding their groove, finding their health, and wanting to find that chemistry with their squad so then they can come out of... Uh, whatever conference that we're talking about here. But I I think it's a fair point when you look at these teams going into next year and what that will look like. But it doesn't matter how you start the year, it's how you finish it. And and one thing on on the Clippers that should be worth mentioning, um, they're ramping up Kawhi a little bit. He's still not playing Mm back-to-backs, but he has played in 15 of the last 18 games for the Clippers. And so that's that's a huge progress for a guy that was missing a ton of time. His numbers have been really good too during that stretch. So we'll see how that. Yeah, and I think Morgan's point is is accurate. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I, there's still questions, right? Like even with the Suns, Kevin Durant's hurt right now. <laughs> Devin Booker's just coming back from injury. Like it doesn't mean it's going to be totally smooth for these teams. The Kings just have to come out of the gates. Coming up Friday, when that's an electric atmosphere, people are fired up, the crowd's going to be into it, it's a big matchup, they need to approach that game like a playoff game. And that means being locked in, that means communication on defense has to be great. You can't be having breakdowns, you have to be locked in and ready to go Friday night when Dallas comes to town. Well, see, and and that's, that's kind of my pushback, though, is because... If these guys are so used to taking games off and, and, you know, managing their bodies the way they do, to now say, you know what, I can't take a day off. I have to always be ramped up because the West is so hard. You know, that's going to have an effect on these guys. And so that's where I think the Kings can say, you know what, let these guys beat up on each other. We just got to do what we got to do because they're chasing us. We're not chasing them. I hear you. I hear you. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for uh, checking in. We're up against it. We'll be back. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, Sacktown Sports.
You weren't fake dancing. I know when it's real. I can tell because oh, no, no, you're no, like, no, you no. think you're so cool. No, and he's no, like, no. there's a little hip thrust. My hip thrust would have been so much more aggressive if I was really dancing. That's true. I mean, I I get low. Okay. I've well, ripped, that's... I have ripped my pants many times. That is confirmed. We all know about that. Baby got back. I got some girth back there. I got some cakes. No, I wouldn't say that. I would just say you're an idiot and you, you just rip looked, your huh? pants. You just look, Tom. Hey, appreciate you guys being here. It's Juice Mason. It's Morgan Reagan. It's been a record-setting day on Sacktown Sports. Record viewership on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. If you're hanging out in the YouTube chat, you've been with us all day long. We appreciate you being a part of this journey. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed, too, because we're on Monday through Friday. There is live content from 6 a.m., starting with Dave and Jason, going into us, then Nick and Rami. Nick Kettles. <laughs> Nick and Rami sounds so it's Kettles and Rami. I don't know. Hey, Nick and Rami. That's yeah, no, are. it's Kettles from and Rami. From 6 a to 6 p. Plus, Chris Watkins has a show on Saturday, Kings Weekly, at 11 a.m. We've been kind of making sense of what went down. It's been a crazy week, right? Super Bowl's coming up on Sunday. And I feel like that's Wait, just this Sunday? The, this Sunday. It's just in the background, right? <laughs> because the NBA's trade deadline has come and gone. Uh... Um, the biggest surprise, I think, has just been how active it was. Uh, I, I think when we were looking at the trade deadline, we were wondering, all right, how many teams are realistically going to make moves? Because it seems like there's more buyers than sellers. We saw a lot of teams buy at the deadline, and sure, it cost them a lot of second-round picks, that type of compensation, but we saw some big moves. The biggest came last night around 10.30, 11 o'clock at night when Kevin Durant got traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns along with Torrey Craig. The Nets get back Cam Johnson. They get back Mikel Bridges, Jay Crowder, who eventually goes to Milwaukee now. They also got first-round picks in 23, 25, 27, 29, and a pick swap in 28. Insane. I think one of my biggest surprises just looking at that deal is seeing how many wings the Nets have. And I think this team is going to be still pretty competitive, even without Durant and Irving on the team. Mm -hmm. I just thought the Kings could have called... Brooklyn again to see if they could get some of those wings available. I mean, they had a lot of them on that team. Royce O'Neal was someone that yeah, we were talking yeah. about. You know, could that have been someone that they could have targeted? And no. Then we weren't, I mean, obviously I brought up when we did the emergency podcast last night, I talked about Nick Claxton and um, what maybe they're just trying to break everything down. It doesn't seem like that's the direction they're going. So you look at Nick Claxton being on their squad, being a rim protector. Dorian Finney-Smith is someone who also can defend and then Mikel Bridges, another mm-hmm. guy in their starting lineup that will be able to be that long length defender that you need. Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, but then Ben Simmons. There you go. That guy, he's not going to give you much offensively, but you look like you got a squad that can Dude, play some defense. That's the thing. You have a squad that could defend. And then what Cam Thomas has been doing with all these 40 point games, three straight yes. 40 point games. For the Brooklyn Nets, it's pretty insane. And I'm talking about defense, but why aren't I talking about Seth Curry and Joe Harris? Obviously, Seth Curry's still out right now, yeah. but you got Joe Harris. Um, you got two guys who can shoot the heck out of the basketball, right? So, oh. One update at this hour. Sham Sharani are reporting that the Pacers, who acquired Serge Ibaka from Milwaukee earlier, earlier today, are waving Serge Ibaka. I know that's a name that's been brought up a lot by Kings fans like, Oh, could that be a good backup, big option for the Kings? I mean this in the most respectful way. I think Serge Ibaka has had a great career in the NBA. 
He's just not the same guy. I mean, he had back surgery. We called one of his G League games like a year ago, mm-hmm. and, you know, it just it didn't work out for him. I, I, I have a feeling he may be on his way out of the NBA. I think he's a great veteran guy, and if he has something left in the tank, <laughs> sure, you could take a look. I just haven't seen enough to show me that he has it left. A 33-year-old big that had back surgery, had back yeah. surgery and it's not like he's an Al Horford, someone who is older and a vet, but... Al Horford evolved his game, right, and was able to start stretching the floor at a very high level um, while also being able to contribute so much more still defensively, can still move. So, yeah, Serge Ibaka um, doesn't excite me on the buyout market. But, you know, if the Kings were connected to the name Derrick Rose at all during the before the trade deadline at noon today, would someone like Reggie Jackson even – um, do anything for you, especially if he was on the buyout market? I just, I start looking at this Kings team and I go, where? let's just say Reggie Jackson, right? Uh-huh. Who hasn't been good this year. Good story, got back in the league, got that deal with the Clippers, but they move on from him pretty fast. Where would he play? You know, you just have so many guys and it's only so many minutes. I no. I don't see it. I don't see it. But they they do, they could have an open roster spot if they want it. If they look at the buyout market right now, Kessler Edwards has that spot. But they could move on if something opened up for them. I'm keeping an eye on like someone like Will Barton, who spent most of his career in Denver, in Washington. Now he's kind of fallen out of the rotation. A guy with legit NBA playoff experience. Could he be someone that the Kings would be interested in if he was bought out? I know someone mentioned Danny Green. I just don't. I, I'm not there with Danny Green. I think someone like Will Barton, who has shown he could play defense too. He's six six. Yeah, decent size. Been around the block for a minute. I, I, I'd be. I'd have interest. Yeah, I'm with you on Will Barton. And um, but another thing too, I think. Uh, Tell, you can totally tell me if this is way off base, and everyone. And I will, just so you know, laugh I will. at me if you want to laugh at me. Someone like Kessler Edwards, yeah. I, it, you know when no one really knew about Trey Lyles and what he can add to a team. I know Kessler Edwards, young, 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 and um, didn't see a lot of time this year with the Brooklyn Nets. Saw more time last season, obviously. My point to this being. Is that someone that they're trying to build and develop possibly for the future? You got this long yeah. guy, I think he's it's young, six eleven wingspan. They're gonna take a look for sure. Okay. But, you know, is he gonna hold a roster spot? Here's another name the chat's talking about. I'm what? just throwing it out there. Okay. He got traded to Orlando today for Mo Bamba. And I would not be surprised if Orlando buys him out. No. A guy that No. Really is kind of sparked. The T-Wolves with his persona, his edge. Nope. Patrick Beverly, if he's a free agent. I don't even know why you're talking about it. No. Yeah, I'm not in the bet. Good. I okay. Just, one, he hasn't been able to shoot the last two years. You made me nervous. He's not good defensively like he used to be. Um, I No, I'm out. I'm, Deuce, I'm good. I'm out. He relies on his antics now. Because I mean, obviously, we talk about someone like Dylan Brooks having to hit people in the nuts just to basically um, put someone down. But he still actually adds other elements while playing basketball. Pat Beverly, as he keeps getting older in this league, he has just turned to relying on that. He was the spirit of the squad in Minnesota, but it's just not going to build and be that on every place he goes. Uh 
The Spurs just waived former Kings big man uh, Dwayne Dedman, who they just acquired the other day, too. Um, also, uh, one hour ago, Mark Stein reported this. I'm just double-checking because okay. there's some people saying that a Patrick Beverly reunion with Minnesota could be in the works. Okay. Not sure. Not sure. This is according to Dane Moore. He says, a Patrick Beverly reunion in Minnesota is in the works via the buyout market. Multiple teams are interested in him. I will say this. Mark Stein did post something just an hour ago saying Minnesota is not expected to pursue a reunion. So who knows? I mean, now we're at buyout Uh. season. That's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, Before we break, let's check in with David. What's up, David? Hey, thanks, guys. Deuce and Mo, you got the glow. Do I have a glow? Ooh. Well, with this lighting, I think it's helping your complexion. Oh, thank you. It's no, not I the like... lighting. I have good complexion. No, it's the lighting. A... You're right. You're right. But what's up? What's on your mind? Well, basically, I'm like a cynical optimist. But uh, <laughs> I like being that. able to trust this team at the in the third place spot, that's going to be in the distant past if they can't start playing defense. Yeah, I mean, I think the third spot is going to be hard regardless. Even before this trade deadline after it it's not like they're in the third spot where they're cruising and they have a six game lead they have a two game lead on three teams right now it's going to be challenging but to me i'm not caught up in the third i'm caught up in just staying in the top six yeah i think even the six is going to be difficult because it can they can't shoot the ball if they can shoot they can be anybody but if they're off one night their defense can't hold up yeah i mean I don't feel like they shot the ball well on this road trip, and they played a couple games without Fox and still went 4-3. and three. And I know it wasn't against stiff competition. I think the offense will be fine. I think they're going to start knocking down shots. I'm sure the all-star break will help them too, just to do a little reset, get their legs back a little bit, get it going. But y- your larger point is accurate. The defense has to be better. You cannot... The, the last two games, I was disappointed. You know, I mean, I was disappointed in that win where they gave up 120 then last night, they had a miracle finish that we really haven't talked about today, but they found a way to win, yeah. 130 to 128. And I know teams score points in the NBA, but the Rockets are 29th in offense, 29th in almost every major offensive category. The Kings allowed 70 points in the paint. The Kings have to be better defensively. Yeah, that's not going to work against the Clippers, the Mavs, yeah. uh, the Grizzlies. That's not going to hold up, so... Well, David, hang in there, man. Thank you, brother. Have a good long day. way to go. Yeah, long yeah. way to go. Uh, coming up next, we got to talk about some potential buyout candidates. Ooh. It's our final segment. Let's keep it pushing. I want to see if in the YouTube chat we can get to 900 thumbs up. Ooh. We are like 20 away. Let's get it done. Come it's on, Deuce man. and Mo on Sacktown Sports. and local. It's Deuce and Mo. Watch the show now on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140 or listen for free on the Sacktown Sports app. The NBA trade deadline is all over. We have full coverage all day long on Sacktown Sports. It's been a record-setting day thanks to all of you listening on Sacktown Sports on the app on 1140 AM and 96.1-2 on the HD feed but also in the YouTube chat. Record setting in the morning, record setting 
today between 11 and 2, and it's going to be record-setting coming up at 2 with Cattles and Rami, who have full coverage of the trade deadline, all the big moves in the NBA, and the Kings not making a big move. But there's still a chance for the Kings to add to the roster via the buyout market. Ooh, it's the most wonderful, wonderful time. time. Did I hear that we got 900 likes? Oh. We hit 925 thumbs up on the YouTube feed. Close. Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> 900 thumbs up. I used to love this song in my teenage years. This was like, this. I would... I would have a mix before Kings playoff games. This was on the mix. So you made a warm up for yourself. Oh yeah. What to do? What to go cover the game? I'm sorry. When I was a kid, oh. no, I was, I, like I was getting ready to trash you, Deuce. But I've got a playlist for games in my yeah. Phone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll listen to wrestling themes to get amped. I'll listen to that song. That song used to amp me up because you know what I think about? I think about Game Five, Bibby shot, and I feel like it. They played that. They played that when he hit the shot. When he in Game Five against the Lakers. He's just... Oh yeah, that. I don't remember, but I one hundred percent guarantee you're right. Yeah. Amazing. Just amazing. Everyone. All right, Morgan. Uh, the Kings post-trade deadline could hit the buyout market now. Um, <sighs> we don't know of some candidates. We do know it sounds like John Wall, who got traded to the Rockets today, is going to get bought out. Sounds like Westbrook will get bought out by the Utah Jazz. Uh-huh. Derek Rose is a question mark by the Knicks. Alec Burks could get bought out by the Pistons. Patrick Beverly, I'm guessing he'll get bought out by Orlando. Here's a name, another name from Orlando, Terrence Ross. That guy's a bucket. Yeah, he's on the older side, um, yeah. but can get a bucket. But do you need another shooting guard? Nerland's Noel. If he becomes available, I'd be very surprised if the Kings didn't try to make a run at him. They had some interest in him at the trade deadline, according to some reports. They did not work out a deal. Rudy Gay, former King, going to be out there. I it's past, even past. though, and not to say like he doesn't have a little bit left in the tank for some squads. Um, I just don't think it's it for Sacramento. Will Barton is a name that I like. That I name. like a lot. Yep. I'm with you on that. I think Will Barton um, not only still has a lot to give, but uh, he's played in both that shooting guard position, small forward position. So he is someone I would want to look at. Danny Green. I just, he, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I, I just, I don't know for a guy who is getting older. We're all getting older. He's older, coming <laughs> off a significant injury. Looked like he lost a step before the injury. I'm out on him. Kevin Love, I don't. Doesn't think, do it for doesn't me. Doesn't do it. You need help defensively. Reggie Jackson could be out there. Dwayne Dedman, Corey Joseph, and George Hill. A lot of former Kings on that list. Which, no more I don't Kojo. think that's a good news. No. It's not a good thing, right? No. Oh, that's not a good thing. I mean, look how many uh, look how many former Kings point guards: yeah. Alec Burks, George Hill, Corey Joseph. I'm I, the Will Barton one is the one that jumps out to me immediately. I think he could help the team, and so that's something to watch. But they're going to have competition, and look, I think today is going to be a. It's going to be mixed from fans today, and I get it. You know, you're concerned about the Kings trying to make the playoff uh, and the playoff drought. It's been 16 years. The Kings did not make a move besides the one the other day. Yet everyone around them made moves in the West. It's going to be a battle. We knew it was going to be battle even before this. Now let's see how the Kings respond to some of these tough games. It all starts Friday night.
Golden one center against Luca, Kyrie, and the Mavs. Do we still don't know if Luca is going to play? Obviously, he didn't play the other night, Kyrie's first night um, against the Clippers, which they did get the win. Kyrie did play, uh, had a pretty good game. We can get that stat line in a second, but uh, no Luca in that one. So now you look forward going to Sacramento. Whether Luca's in the game or not, you know what the Mavs are defensively, but you also know what the Kings are defensively and then if they have two guys in the game like Kyrie and Luca there's just a lot a lot of things you got to worry about going back to Will Barton right now he's mm-hmm. played 40 games this season um with Washington he's been out of the rotation averaging 7 points a game not shooting the ball well his opportunities just completely changed you know he was a guy that was playing the last 3 seasons over 30 minutes a night for the Denver Nuggets um, I think Washington's been all over the place this year all with injuries. The They've been kind of a mess. He's 32 years old. He's played on good teams. He's been in meaningful moments. He's played with a big guy like Jokic. He can play with Sabonis Light. If Will Barton gets bought out, I think Monty's got to pick up the phone and give him a ring. He's a 35% three-point shooter in his career. Has shown the ability to defend, too. You quickly went back to Will Barton. and I, I I'm mean, sorry. I just no, want to look at his stats. And I'm right there with you, and that's something I was looking at. And I think when you do look at his time in Washington this year, not only the amount of games with only 40, but where his role and his chemistry really has been this season, just go to his years with Denver, especially the last couple. Um, last year, averaging almost 15 points per game on that squad with Denver. He has a lot, a lot to add to a squad still. And yeah, at 32 years old, I would be looking at Will Barton in this buyout market. You well, okay, bud? Yeah, well, tomorrow's show, we, we, we reset a little bit. We got Ooh. a huge game. This is the biggest game of the Kings season, Friday night, Kings and Mavericks, Luka and Kyrie in town. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a challenge. Plus, you got the Super Bowl on Sunday. Are you kidding me? Whew. But coming up next, do not go anywhere. If you're listening on 1140 AM, 96.1-2, you stay locked in. Stay locked into the app and stay locked into the YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140 because Kettles and Rami are on from 2 to 6. Full coverage of the NBA trade deadline. The big move, Durant to the Suns. The West going crazy with moves left and right and the Kings not making one. What do they think about it? Find out next. We love you guys, but we got to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your day. See ya!